Loudmouths. I am your host, Errol B. Bad Marks, and Speedy, Drooling Petey, and Tyler, aka Mitch the Bitch Parison. Yes, that is his new name. Remember, you can call us at 631 672 3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android. Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Speedy Petey, how was your absolute boring New Year? Well, it, it was the New Year's Eve was was not boring. We actually uh, we actually had some champagne. You hung on, out with Sam Hurd in the jail cell. I did not hang out with Sam Hurd. Okay, I'm how would I hang out in a jail cell on New Year's Eve? I don't know. You were hanging out with Sam, weren't you? No, I wasn't. Okay, don't right. don't don't. Let's lie. not use that name here. Uh, Sam Hurd. What's wrong with what? Sam Hurd? Nothing's wrong with Sam Hurd. Let's call him something else. Let's call him uh, the Hurd. Hurd. Yeah, let's call him the Hurd. Oh God, the Hurd. Well, the, there is the a show herd. called the Hurd. So why don't we call him the Hurd Gerd? Okay, fine. Whatever you want to call him. Just that yeah, that your, uh, your, you know your Gerd. That S word can't you know, be said. Your Gerd pops up from your throat. It's like uh, acid reflux. Thank you for noting. Okay, uh, well, so, and none of it involves Sam Hurd. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what a great start to the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, no, I was not with Sam Hurd. Nice try. <laughs> How about you, Tyler? What did you do for the new year? Uh, oh, I worked. What did you do? You worked? Oh, mm. Sounds like a good eye time. Not it a good old time. A good eye time. It was, it was dead. Oh, uh, well, wonderful. Um, I just hung out at home. I didn't really do anything. It, to me, being around people on a new year where 2021 wasn't the best 2021 mm. or best new year for me, uh, hopefully 2020 would be better. 22. Uh, 20, I'm sorry, Sleepy. 2022. Yeah. Uh, but 2022 has been absolutely horrible just in the beginning. So uh, it Errol, hasn't... it's five days. I know. <laughs> it's been a bad start it's for only, me, that's for sure. Errol, it's only been five days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be better. It's only been oh. uh, Yep. Mm. Five days in the new year, and it's been absolutely horrible. Horrific. It's only been five days. I know. It I can know. only get better then. I, it definitely could only get better after what's happened. But I don't need to know. Yeah, well, thank God. I, I don't want to tell you. So right now... Oh, your just, anus prolapsed. No, it has nothing oh. to do with my anus. But obviously you're thinking about that. Uh, well, I, I don't figured, know why. I don't know. I, I do see that you're losing a little bit more hair. So uh, by the end of this year, you could be pra- practically bald. You know? 
Ben. Whatever makes you happier. <laughs> ben, ben already comments, hashtag ban the beef. Snug says, please, Earl, let's start the new year off right and ban the beef. It is the greatest gift you could ever give the listeners. <laughs> hashtag ban the beef. Has, beef. Hashtag time to make the coleslaw. Mm. Speedy and Speedy's dog had the best New Year's Eve oh. ever. So much champagne. So many new experiences. Hey, and zero why don't we try to be I wouldn't waste the champagne on my dog, Snug. <laughs> and I made a bunch Good of idea. cupcakes and got really stoned. It was an awesome New Year. That sounds like a really awesome New Year. Here, by the way, uh, let's try a- to be better this year, people, shall yeah, we? Yeah. Let's not let, let's not do the name calling. <laughs> we have a great show lined up for you guys tonight uh, at nine thirty. We'll be talking to the founder of Who's Got Next NBA G League newsletter, Keith Schloler. Schlosser. Schlosser. Okay, I have to remember uh, the Schlossing Schlosser. Yeah, the Schlosser. Um, <laughs> Schlosser. And at ten o'clock, we will be talking to Strickland Nick's podcast host and staff writer. <laughs> Uh, hold on, Ashwin Ramnath. Yeah, so, uh, so uh, very good. So oh, that so no, that, I wasn't laughing at that. Patty Mills just fell on the floor. Well, I'm start. not surprised. I mean, this is the Brooklyn Nets. They haven't played well for the last couple of weeks, but uh, we're going to get into the whole Antonio Brown saga. You know, obviously it happened at MetLife. Why wouldn't it? Uh, right, he in learned front from of the Marcus press, Peters four years later. <laughs> right in front of the press. Right in front of all the New York uh, big mouths. Uh, something to write about. He walks off the field with no shirt on, putting his two fingers up with the peace sign out and sayonara to all the fans because that will be the last time you see Antonio Brown on a football field. That's for sure. Uh, we will get into – what else are we going to get into? We're going to get into the Joe Judge comments. Yes, the Joe Judge. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Practically throwing everybody under the bus. We'll get into the college football playoffs. Yes. Uh, matchups. Kyrie Irving's return tonight. Yes. The yes. Nets down Doesn't right now. right now. Uh, Kyrie Irving returning tonight and week 17 and the current playoff fixture right now. What are all the situations for teams to get in? A lot. And how about the draft? So where, and I've, I've been looking at the NFL draft for both the Giants and the Jets and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. How this all could happen, you know, there could be so many things that could happen the last game of the year, which could cause the Jets all the way from fourth move to the sixth spot. Uh, fifth spot or stay in the fourth spot or maybe even move to the third spot. So mm-hmm. there could be so many things that could happen when it comes to the draft and how it and falls. And you were a goat away from winning last week. A goat? I, yes. I, I didn't think they were going to win. I was thinking You, you would have won if anybody else was I quarterback. Was, uh, I was very, very happy that the Jets did not win the game. So I was I'm not arguing that. Uh, th- that game would have been a catastrophe. By the way, Zach Wilson has looked better and better and better every single week. So, uh, it, it, to me, if you're a Jet fan, and all the Jet fans and the pressers and all the writers that were talking crap about Zach Wilson, that he looks like he's going to be a bust, I, I'm sure you're not thinking the same way. What's going on, Alex? Happy New Year. Uh, Carl, Happy New Year. So, uh, first, Carl says, first time the Jets can claim <laughs> they ended the opponent. What? And ended, ended an opponent's, opponent's career. That's, that's probably true. <laughs> uh, Antonio Brown went for, for a full hybrid of Marcus Peters in 2017 and then Vontae Davis. Yes. <laughs> Essentially, uh, he didn't formally announce his retirement, but yeah, this seems inevitable. And he's still way, a Buccaneer, by the way. No, he's not. They didn't even release him. They, they dropped him. They he, did not. Uh, that's fine. He's not going to be a Buccaneer. No, I'm not. He won't play for them ever again, but he's they done. haven't released him yet. He's done. And we'll get into the Antonio. As a matter of fact, we can get into the Antonio Brown saga because it seems like a saga that will never end. And, uh, you know, 
the the first thing I saw on the field was a guy walking off the field with no shirt on. I thought it was actually somebody coming out and and the security guards and the security guards thought it was somebody out in the audience out without the fans that it wasn't Antonio Brown. I see a guy uh, you know, with no clothes on practically, is just his pants on, and walking off the field. And you know what? Shout out to Josh. Uh, Speedy, uh, speed, you can read off with a uh, – what did he write over here? Apparently, A.B.'s lawyer said that he has a broken bone in his ankle and is getting surgery. Happy New Year, boys. Sorry your year is off to a bad start. It'll get better. And when is Jeff versus Tyler happening? Well, uh, that's a good question. Um, that's a great question. Yes. But anyways, getting back to Antonio Brown – you know, it's so interesting because we've seen these stories come out not only from Pittsburgh, uh, not only from Oakland. Now, now all of a sudden, for the last two years, you've been hearing story after story inside and outside of the press coverage of the Buccaneers, which is none of – there's really nothing to talk about when it comes to press conferences over there because even though Tom Brady is there, it's been a big place for people to talk about because Tom Brady is there and they won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, and people forget Antonio Brown never won a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh. This was his first Super Bowl win with the Buccaneers, and Tom Brady has a lot – you know, he he's the one who should be giving – um, you know, he should be giving Tom Brady a lot of credit for asking the Buccaneers to sign him when Thank he you. was available. Yeah. So uh, the interesting story when I saw him walk off the field was uh, supposedly him and uh, one of the wide receivers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Were, one of the rookies. No, no. One, it wasn't one of the rookies. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Uh, was Mike Evans? Okay. Yes. I think it was Mike Evans and got into a skirmish. Well, Mike Evans told him, what are you doing? Get back in the huddle. And, and he smacked he just... and, no, he swung at Mike Evans. That's what he did. He, th- he threw a, a, a slap or a punch at Mike Evans. Then team, teammates got, you know, between them. And then, obviously, uh, Mr. Coach and Bruce Arians gets involved and says, you're not. Achilles. Bruce Arians uh, gets into his face and says, you're not going to be playing on this team anymore. Get the hell. You sit there. Take the bench or. Sit on the bench, and he he pretty much took off his pads, threw it to the ground with no shirt. Took his shirt, threw it in, threw it into the audience, and ran off the field with you know in the middle of the jet. I think it was the Jets uh, side, the, the Jets uh, touchdown end zone, area. yeah, end zone, uh-huh. and gave a peace sign to all the Jet fans, and then walked off the. And field. he was hyping up a lot of those Jets fans in that section too. So. <laughs> And then, and then uh, we'll get into the whole Terrell Owens thing, which is pretty funny too, Beef. Uh, definitely very, very funny. And I'll, we'll get into that in just a few. Sign moments. that man. Uh, but anyways, to to look at Antonio Brown and and understand what's going on in this man's brain, and I I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe he's been hit too many times in the head. Maybe he has CTE. Maybe he just needs to sit down and get a hug from somebody because Tom Brady seems to give him all the hugs. And Tom Brady, even though what Antonio Brown did on and off the field, Tom Brady didn't say anything bad about Antonio Brown. He didn't he didn't go after Antonio Brown, which I gotta needs give, help. Well, I what's great about Tom Brady, I gotta give Tom Brady a lot of credit as a as a professional, is Tom Brady never puts down any of his players. Never ever have I ever seen Tom Brady at a press conference, at a news conference, ever put down any of his teammates. Never have. So that I give Tom Brady a lot of credit. But I'm sure Tom Brady wasn't very happy when Antonio Brown did in the middle of a game, actually at the end of a game in the fourth quarter, where your team needs a touchdown. And Antonio Brown, who's been the guy that's replaced it, replaced Chris Godwin, you lose him, and then you expect a rookie to catch the ball, which obviously did happen. But... 
you know, you look at this team and you look at Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is needed going into the playoffs. This team doesn't stand a chance offensively against some of these good defensive teams. And when you talk about the injury-prone team that the Buccaneers are and what they have been all season long, it worries me. To you know, it would worry any Buccaneers fan going into the playoffs, even if they're a fourth seed or a third seed or even a fifth seed. It should worry you as a Buccaneer fan that they don't have that second option at wide receiver. Now, Leonard Fournette will probably be back. Uh, but when teams figure out figure you out and know that you're running the ball, what are they going to do? They're going to clog the middle. They're going to make you throw on the outside and beat them on the outside or in the slot. There is nobody on this team besides one guy that scare you on the outside. And that one guy isn't 100% healthy. So you look at this team now, this isn't the same Super Bowl champion that you saw last year. This isn't the same team, okay? They do have Tom Brady. Tom Brady is 100% healthy. Tom Brady did come back against the Jets. It is the Jets, okay? All right? So I I know everybody, and by the way, all the Jet fans taking shots at Zach Wilson because he, he ran the ball and he took charge. He is a rookie, okay? I didn't. I, I thought it was a bad move by Robert Sala. Robert Sala should have stepped in. He is the head coach, and tell the kid, no, we're not running the ball. We're kicking. We're kicking the ball. We're kicking the field goal. Because if Tom Brady somehow comes down the field with a minute and thirty seconds left, we are going to overtime, or he's going to go with the two point conversion, which he did, and Tom Brady actually nailed the two point conversion. But it probably would have went to overtime. So that's Robert Sala's fault, not the kid's fault. And for anybody to sit here and blame a rookie, the reason why the Jets lost is a catastrophe and stupidity. Now, again, going back to Antonio Brown, there's a lot to say about this kid. And I call him a kid because he is a kid. What is he, 34, 35 years old? He's still a kid. In football years, he's no longer a kid. But when you look at this guy and the mental issues this man has— uh, there were stories coming out that he rented a house in Tampa. Jeff was telling me he completely self-destructed through so many parties, beat up, bro- ruined the house, and then the owner of the house had to knock down a house, and guess who had to pay for a rebuilding of a new house? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown got this big contract from the Oakland Raiders. How long did that last? <laughs> it lasted preseason. They're still suing him for the money. And Antonio Brown, by the way, in his great, illustrious career as an NFL wide receiver, I think is a Hall of Famer. How much money has he made? Not as much as you would think a wide receiver would make. Calvin Johnson was in the league for 10 years. 10 years. Calvin Johnson probably made 50 or 60 million more dollars than Antonio Brown. Why? Because he doesn't open his mouth. He doesn't cause trouble on and off the field. He doesn't cause, cause trouble in the locker room. Putting videos up on Instagram. Embarrassing himself. Now, Antonio Brown was a good Samaritan with Pittsburgh early in his career. He really was. Fans loved him. Uh, You know, the players loved him. What happened to him, I believe, was superstardom. As soon as he became the number one wide receiver when Calvin Johnson retired, everything started to shake. Everything started to happen with this guy. There was no control. Mike Tomlin couldn't control him. Then he goes to Oakland. John Gruden couldn't control him. These are two uh, two great coaches, very well-known, respectable coaches in the league. And then he goes to Bruce Arians, who's another very well-respectable coach in the NFL. And Bruce Arians hated him. Don't forget Bill Belichick in between. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's right. He also played for Bill Belichick, probably the greatest coach of all time. 
You just think about all the coaches that's coached this guy. And the only one that could obviously control him for a certain amount of time was Mike Tomlin. And that's not saying much because he had Bell, who's one of he was at one point was the best running back in the league. Now also in Tampa Bay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Antonio Brown. And you you look at this team, and you look at who Antonio Brown is as a player, as a personality. I like Antonio Brown. I think he's a great personality. Uh, would I want him on my team? No, because he doesn't work well with others. He's always about me. He's about himself. And a me player doesn't work on any other team. We've seen this over and over again. How many players we've seen take one, go one place to another, and it never worked. Now, do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need Antonio Brown to win? I do believe they do. Now, is, are they going to keep him? He's gone. There's no way Bruce Arians is bringing him back after he embarrassed them in MetLife Stadium in front of the, the world's most famous press, which, by the way, ate him up after the game. And I'm not talking about Bart Scott or any of those idiots because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. I'm talking about the writers, the newspapers, the magazines. Sports Illustrated wrote a story about this uh, this past week. I mean, it was an absolute embarrassment. And And for anybody to sit back and say, well... He's got something wrong with his head. That doesn't sell me. That doesn't tell me that a professional football player, a multi-millionaire, whatever he is, I don't know if he's a multi-millionaire anymore because he likes to beat up people and throw things and beat up houses or whatever the hell he does. That is a complete embarrassment, by the way. I, I want to know you guys' opinion. Well, first I'll read some of the comments in the se- in the comment section. Snug says, I love Antonio Brown. He's nuts, and he's a ton of fun. Respect to AV on the six-pack. Uh, Carl says that he puts nuts on his uh, cupcakes, maybe chopped pecans. Uh, Snug says, it's not clear the Bucks had to come back to win. Uh, Josh, uh, you've already read that one. Uh, the Beef says, Brown is an asshole. Uh, ben said he just put an official statement out that he was injured and refused to go back out when told by Conch- that's not a tr- coaches. That's not true. So they can cut him. Carl says, remember what AB threw furniture out the office building window. Yeah. Snug says, it's a big deal to talk about anything with Tom Brady. All hail the Brady goat. Uh, Josh says, they lost 28 to 24. Wouldn't call it a whooping. Snug says, it's classic AB. The Beef says, Terrell Owens wants to play LOL. Snug says, hashtag Van the Beef. Jeff says, go Cowboys. Carl said, his ankle is hurt. Did you see the boots he had on? Ezekiel Elliott said, Maurice Claret is available. Uh, Josh says, I think the Vontaz perfect hit in the playoffs messed him up. Uh, Could have been. Alex says, I want to see Antonio Brown get put in the Camorra lock by Brock Lesnar, LOL. Do you blame Perfect after after watching Antonio Brown for the last couple of years? Do you blame Perfect was the reason why he actually, you know, sucker hit him? That's what we call a sucker I mean, hit. the timing maybe thinks that way, but it's he still He must have said something that really sample. pissed him off. Well, yeah, Perfect can do that, but yeah. It's a pretty small I'm not talking sample. about Perfect. Uh, Brown too. Antonio yeah. Brown probably said something to Perfect the play before well, that pissed him on. off. Fontes Perfect isn't the perfect saint either. I never said that he no, was. No, no, no. We're not saying he was. But there was also something that I think uh, one of the other Bengals defensive players that was saying that Antonio Brown, after that hit, like gave him a peace sign or something like that, uh, faking the injury or something like that. I don't remember. But it was something something to fire him up. And you're right. Maybe maybe that does correlate a little. But, yeah, it's definitely – you're right. It probably is right around when he became that number one type receiver where he was kind of thought of as a top ten guy. But, yeah, not never – Number one, like Calvin Johnson was. Absolutely embarrassing. Uh, Carl also says, that was the big hit that, the, by small ones, pun intended, that CCE hits hard. 
Jeff says, at least the song AB dropped after the Jet game was fire. Snug says, maybe AB is working towards a reality show about his life after he retires. Yeah, that's actually watch. true. Yeah. Uh, he's, trying to, he's trying to sell that reality show to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been trying to do that. And maybe this was the way kind of to sell it to Netflix. The, the craziness, the end of his career, walking off the MetLife Stadium, walking to the wind, winning his Super Bowl last year, and probably is a Hall of Famer. I don't know. If if you could say that he's not, I statistically mean, he is. But he's a whole of fame. These antics might keep him out at this rate. <laughs> I mean, if the you know if the board wants to keep him right. out, they could. Exactly. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. I mean, You're right. Statistically, he, he absolutely is. He's a whole of fame. All the touchdowns he has, the leading the league and catch, leading the each individual season and catches, I think five different times. Yeah, I, I, statistically he has to be. But this is kind of the thing that one of many instances that could keep him out. Uh, Josh asked, was that was the one in the Uber? Uh, Jeff says, no, go to his SoundCloud. Stokes says, Tom Brady, Jedi mind tricked Robert Sala. Jeff says, I love that the Jets and their fans still suck. It's perfect. Snug says, some things never change, some things never will. I don't know, crazy AB is more interesting than well-behaved good citizen AB. <laughs> Carl says, AB didn't like Spider 2, why banana? And Jeff says, who else to say AB on the Jets last year? Stokes says, maybe AB was just frightened by Jets fans. Carl says, a thousand times yes. Josh says, put him on the Giants, see how low, see how long Judge works with him. Well, he might not be there much longer either. Mm. Jeff says, very surprised even notice anyone even noticed AB even leave the game. Who else watches the Jets? Mm. Ben also says, AB to undergo surgery on ankle, just announced that his team and staff hid the injury from the league and was told to suck it up and get back in the game. And uh, Josh says, I'm a Jets fan and I have red zone, can't sit and watch an entire Jet game. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. And, and, and I'm sure that's half the story. Uh, that he had ankle problems or whatever. He had surgery. He, he, he came in. He wanted to play, and he didn't tell the team that he was 100% hurt. I'm sure there's some truth to it. But there are some stories that he was fighting with people on the sidelines. He was throwing punches, throwing slaps, whoever he was throwing slaps at. I heard he was throwing slaps at, what's his name again? Mike Evans. Evans yeah. I, and, that's what I, and then they had to... They had to stop the fighting on the sidelines, and then the coach got involved with it. Bruce Arians told him to take a seat or get on the field, and he took off his pads. I think he gave him the finger, too, and walked wow. off the field. Damn. You know, so I saw him put the finger up. You know, so I, who knows what the truth is? I, I only, the only people that really could have saw it is the fans, right. whoever was close to the field when it was going on. But it was an absolute embarrassment. And anybody that can't, you know, anybody that's a Antonio Brown fan or even a Buccaneers fan could sit here and say that uh, they're better off without Antonio Brown. You're lying. And now losing Antonio Brown for the rest of the season and, and now for good, Antonio Brown is never going to get another chance. I'm telling you right now, nobody's going to sign Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Two back-to-back coaches that we mentioned, Belichick and Bruce Arians, that have a lot of respect, a lot of leadership, and he couldn't handle those kinds of things. Now, I don't think Antonio Brown well, was ever Arians. To be fair to Antonio Brown, he only got cut in New England because of um, something. What what came, Was that when the masseuse was like he put his – Genitalia no, that was shoulder. that was a little later. That, that he, came out when he, he was got unsigned. In some sort of legal trouble. Yeah, that, that was when to save money. I think he that was, was after that. Suspended. Was he hanging out with Deshaun Watson? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think Arians. That was ever his guy. That was Brady's guy. Like you were saying earlier, Tyler. And he kind of he kind of has to combine it with that with the fact that if you want to bring in Brady, he's going to have some say in the personnel. Mm. And now, obviously, this is the this is the straw that initially just did it for Arians, and Arians is not going to take that kind of so, thing. Real quick, apparently, because what I was trying to allude to is he was upset mm-hmm. Antonio Brown. That is 
that Gronkowski, because remember the week before he had 15 targets, he had like 10 catches for 100 and some yards. Oh, yes, yep. he was upset about that too, yep. So he was looking, Brady was looking at Gronk, because the Jets don't have a linebacker that's going to cover Gronk. So, you know, Brady and Gronk have, uh, you know, something tells me they know how to win a football game. So I would uh, let Antonio Brown be very upset. Well, we will get more into Antonio Brown after our next guest. Uh, also, Terrell Owens uh, mm. has spoken and said that he wants to fill in for Antonio Brown uh, with the Buccaneers. I'm not surprised at Terrell Owens. And by the way, if he's racing and running a 4-4, I think he can still play in the NFL. I the question agree. is, if he, gets hit, if he gets hit, uh, is he going to actually be able to stand up again? He's in better shape than half the league. Is. <laughs> I doubt that. I mean, you, can, you see him? You getting hit. It, it's a different ballgame. I'm telling you this right now. I'm in great shape. I'm in great shape. But he, he, to me... Even these kids, if I got hit, you know, playing football right now, I'd probably be in a lot of pain. And these kids, even though I'm in better shape than them, they get hit, they'll get right back up, they'll put an ice pack, and they won't be hurt. So this is it's different when you get older. Your body starts to change. You're, you're going to gain more bruises, get more, you know, you can break your ankle quicker, break your toe, you get turf toe, finger problems, I mean toe problems, whatever, ankle problems, knee problems, Speedy. Uh, before we go to break, uh, just read the last four comments. Carl says, anyone see the guy that stands at the beginning of the video with the Sanchez jersey? What is that guy doing? <laughs> ben says, AT&T Stadium. Don't just get an- me started about Jet fans. <laughs> I am a Jet fan. Ben says, AT&T Stadium just announced as backup site for ah. Super Bowl if LA has too many COVID cases. Yes, I, I quote tweeted that. It said, the NFL must know the Cowboys aren't going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Carl says, A.B., it was spotted at the f- massage parlor. Robert Kraft frequents it. And Jeff says, leave Robert Kraft out of this. LOL. Suck says, Some- you get older, sometimes your anus prolapses. I mean, you have Deshaun Watson, Robert Kraft, and A.B. They're sitting right, laying right next to each other with two, two special girls. <laughs> what a video. What a, fo- photo- what a photograph that would be. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine? Robert Kraft in the middle of both of these guys. <laughs> Let's see how who's bigger, guys. <laughs> uh, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking to founder of Who's Got Next NBA G League newsletter, Keith Schlosser, right? Am Schlosser. I- Schlosser here on the Sports Limehouse. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year from the Sports Loudmouths. I am your host, Errol Big Bad Wolf Marks and Speedy Drizzle PD and Tyler. I need a Miller Light. Harrison. <laughs> That's Remember, the first true statement he's ever said on the show. 631-672-3108 is the number. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, well, well. We have another guest. Speedy uh, landing all these great guests, writers, and all the different uh, ex-NFL players, ex-NBA players. And whoever we get, we get a lot of good. We have a lot of good guests, and we also have a tag team partner over here who's losing his hair at the age of twenty-eight. Tyler Harrison. I'm twenty-nine. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty-nine. You. Uh, you know that year adds a lot. What more or less of a hair? Yes. Uh, no, so at twenty-eight, I had more hair than I do now. <laughs> well, 
Our guest is here. We are now talking to founder of Who's Got Next, NBA G League newsletter, Keith Schlosser. What's going on, Keith? Hey, guys. How you doing? We are good, man. Um, it looks like, uh, you know, Tyler. Don't do f- it. What? Tyler? Don't do it. What? What? What, what was I going to say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. That's why I said don't do it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to attack it right yet. yet uh, you know, we, we know. Guests. We know you yes. No, but uh, by the way, uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't we get some? First of all, how was your New Year? Asking me. Yes. How was your New Year? You know, it was good. Trying to stay happy, healthy, just like the rest of us. So, you know, just it trying to be that keep your bad. It's only water. been five days. What's that? <laughs> he says it, it's only been five days. It's only been five days. I just told you it's been five days, and I've had. Five of the worst days of my complete life. So oh. the beginning you got COVID of the, again? No, it has nothing to do with COVID. Nothing to do with COVID. A lot worse than that. But uh, why don't we get into our special guest? This is not about me. Uh, you know, as you we make it all on, about you. Uh, no, I do not, first of all. Anyways, Wait for it. <clears throat> Keith, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, your, you know, obviously what you do. Uh, you, you write uh, and you're the founder of... Uh, the, um, the Who's Got Next. Uh, tell us a little bit about how this came along and, and what made you start writing. Yeah, sounds good. So I've been writing for a long time, you know, NBA, basketball, G League, Knicks, all sorts of things. Been with companies like Sportsnet New York, Bleacher Report, um, Vox Media. Uh, I was writing about the NBA G League uh, with SB Nation, Vox Media for a little bit. And then I kind of went to the NBA, was a digital media content creator there. Uh, got a great passion for the G League. Those guys are grinding the hell out of it. I mean, we're seeing it now, all those guys getting called up. And, you know, now that I'm venturing off into some different things, keeping uh, keeping the passion going with the, the G League newsletter there. So uh, my producer tells me you have a lot of good connections with the New York Knicks. Okay. So <laughs> let, let's get into this uh, not competitive New York Knicks team that we thought was going to be competitive this year, being that they were a top-five defensive-ranked team last year. Uh, we had Julius Randle, who I think is so very overrated, by the way, uh, the bricklayer himself or the airball wannabe. Um, <laughs> but uh, he has COVID right now. Uh, R.J. Barrett back and dominated last night. Uh, R.J. Barrett ha- did not look good uh, when Julius Randle was not in the lineup. And, and really, he's completely disappeared for what we thought he was going to be this year. And Leonard Fournette, uh, we don't know what uh, what Kemba uh, what Kemba we're going to have in the game. And and by the way, uh, why aren't they playing the young players like Quigley Moore and Obi Toppin? I I don't understand uh, what Tom Thibodeau is doing. So, what is your thoughts to this year in 2021, 2022 of the New York boring Knicks? Yeah, well, you know, you touched on a lot of issues there, and they're all true. I think at this point, the Knicks have a bit of a of an identity crisis, right? You, you touched on it, that coming in from last year, they were a four seed. You would think that they were going to build upon that. They brought in Kemba Walker. The hometown kid came home. He was set for a redemption season. Uh, Fournier, I'm not the biggest Fournier fan, but, you know, he's a good player. He's had some success, and they, they built upon what they were going to be doing last year, and you thought that they were going to make a run for a deeper playoff run, and and everything's gone wrong, you know, and it's not just COVID, you know, the health and safety protocols, you mentioned Randall had been out. It's not just that. It's players aren't fitting well together. They're not meshing well. That defensive intensity uh, is not there. And that leads to an identity crisis because you, you sit there and you go, do we want to continue to compete and, and kind of just 
you know, grass for straws here? Or do we want to start that youth movement with a guy like quickly, like you mentioned, with, with Grimes, with uh, Deuce McBride, all these young guys that show promise. Are you willing to kind of build the young guys like Knicks fans have become so accustomed to over the years? So Kemba Walker now has been the subject of some trade rumors recently with his struggles. He had the, he had a couple of big games last week and Tom Thibodeau started to start him again, but still his status as a Nick still hasn't been great as a whole. So what would you do if you were the Knicks in this situation? And what do you think a potential trade market could look like for somebody like Kemba? I'm not so keen on trading him because of the narrative, because he's the hometown kid, because I think they're at, they're not at that point where they want to, sell the farm yet, right? The the trade deadline's coming up, you know, full force, very fast here. We only have a a few weeks left, but I think the Knicks are still in that mode. Thibodeau wants to win. I think that, you know, Kemba kind of showed him, you know, he kind of shoved it up his butt a little bit that, hey, I can still play and I can contribute. He was player of the week, had a triple-double, had a a 40-point game, 40-plus point game. So I think Kemba's showing, hey, I have a little bit more left in the tank, obviously, and you know, he wants to make a go at it, and he's kind of making the Knicks rethink things a little bit. Tyler? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought there was what more are you lost? No, I, I was actually watching the other New York Happy team. New Year, Tyler. Where yeah, the hell thank are you? you? Well, I was waiting for my hair to grow back. But anyway. <laughs> That's never going to happen. I know. I understand. But anyway. Rogaine uh, for men. Are you done? <laughs> are you done now? McFly? McFly? <laughs> sorry, sir. He's... Very uh, animated. His name tonight. is Keith. What? His name is. Keith. I understand, but maybe he doesn't want me to call him Keith. Anyway, oh, Keith, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mister, I apologize. Mister Schlosser. Mister Schlosser. So, Keith. Um, with that being said, obviously the the trade rumors around the Knicks all year long have been just dramatic. Uh, there was a Ben Simmons rumor for a few weeks. Damian Lillard's name never really seems to go away. Right, one day he's staying, the next day he's gone, the next day he's staying. Do you think the Knicks are still going after another megastar to make Julius Randle a Robin, or do you think that the Knicks are just going to go status ho on this rotational piece of don't even answer? See, you're going to make it about you again. Example A, right now. Julius Let Randall's not a Robin. He's like, he's like the penguin, okay? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, goodness. Anyway, Keith, go ahead, please. You know, I, I think the, the it's a blessing or a curse to be in the New York market, right? Because if you are competing, if you're going for that playoff spot or, or even championship hopes, whatever, you're always going to have that appeal to the big stars like a Simmons, like a Willard to, to kind of come in. You know, that everyone loves you – know, I'm just thinking about Twitter the other day. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is not the star that the Knicks want, clearly. But even him, he was saying, you know, the, the MSG is my favorite place to be. It draws players in. Uh, so I think there's always going to be that appeal. Uh, you know, at this point, I don't really think that the Knicks are going to make that big move because I think they're a little trigger shy. I think that they had this great year last year. They have all the pieces in place. They they got Kemba. They got Fournier. They they shelled out all this money. And to your point earlier, what's the trade market like for, for Kemba Walker? I don't think it's anything. I, I think that Kemba had a great week. He was player of the week uh, last week. But as far as the market goes, I think, you know, people are still looking at him like he's had, you know, some time off or, or some poor games or whatever. Fournier has been probably the Knicks' worst acquisition. So that all leads to them not having the trade pieces to, to put together a package for a Ben Simmons or a Lillard. And the young guys that they have, they don't want to trade away yet. Those guys show promise, especially if you're going to make that transition. Those are the guys that you're going to have to build up for. So... I think the Knicks are at a point where they're going to stick it out with who they have for better or for worse. And 
you know, it's going to be a shame if everything from last season just kind of, kind of comes faltering down and you have to build back up again. But I think this is where they're at. We are talking to founder of the Who's Got Next NBA G League newsletter, Keith Schlosser. Now, Keith, uh, there's, there's not many questions I have for you besides these. I mean, we talked about the Knicks. Let's get off the Knicks. Why don't we talk about the full league? Is there any surprises this year that really has stood out to you? Um, obviously, the Kyrie Irving return. Uh, I mean, is it a surprise to me? No. Um, is he going to get his shots? Probably not. Is it going to affect the Brooklyn Nets moving forward in the playoffs? Yes, it will. But uh, what are your th- thoughts with the Lakers, the Chicago Bulls, DeRozan, completely changed that organization with Levine, arguably the the best one-two punch in the NBA right now. Uh, is there any surprise that, bef- besides the stuff that I just mentioned to you, that's really stood out to you, that surprised you and surprised a lot of the analysts and writers this year with the league and the way it's going? I'll just touch on, on the Bulls for a quick second. I know you said to try something different, but, you know, it's really interesting. We're talking about the Knicks. We're talking about the Bulls. The Knicks had a kind of a choice between Fournier and, and DeRozan. Right. And they had they were going to have to give more money to DeRozan for a shorter period of time. And they didn't want to make that commitment. But look how much he's changed that Bulls organization. They're not just a a playoff contender. They they have a real chance at a championship. And DeRozan has totally shifted that culture. And, And people say he's the most improved candidate. I think he's an MVP candidate. And it just goes to show you how if the Knicks kind of went in another direction, how far ahead they'd be right now. Uh, so that's my, my take there. But as far as my surprise this year, ironically enough, I mean, specifically because you didn't mention it, right? I think the Warriors are a big surprise this year. You know, it's really interesting. You, you can't count a team with, with Stephen Curry out, but the fact that, you know, they didn't have Clay, Draymond took a, took a big step back last year. He didn't look like he had the energy. He had COVID last year. I mean, he just came back another COVID bit now. But I think the fact that the Warriors are, are looking like a championship ca- contender and they're all retooled, they have all these young guys, I think the fact that Clay is about to come back is just going to bolster them into the, the perennial atmosphere that people are used to. And that's a big surprise coming in from last year. So of these young teams that are emerging in the league this year, which ones in your analysis of these young players, these, these G League players, these rookies, which one do you think is the most sustainable among those potentially young teams that might be surprises, teams like the Cavaliers, uh, teams like the Memphis Grizzlies this year, teams like that that have really shown, shown off this year? The Cavs are really interesting because they've kind of done everything right. They've put in the pieces, and then they have a guy like Kevin Love who everybody wrote off. But the thing is, they wrote him off as a star, right? And now he's kind of coming into this role as a sixth man, and he could be sixth man of the year, especially if they really make that run towards the playoffs. It's kind of the role that old, you know, old Knicks fans, like uh, the, the ones that have suffered with the Knicks for recent years, it's kind of the role that they wanted Carmelo Anthony to step into, that sixth man, that, you know, that, that, that uh, big scoring boost off the bench role that could kind of lift up the, the young guys who came in with the energy, right? So I think that's what the Cavs are doing. And I think if you look at what the Thunder are doing, uh, Shai Gildress-Alexander is an amazing player. Josh Giddy just had a triple-double the other night. And the picks are just going to keep on rolling in for this team. I mean, they've, that organization, they've stockpiled the draft picks, and they're just going to keep building and building, and, and they're going to be the envy of the league, if they aren't right now, very soon. Absolutely. So now, since we're on the G League, are there any guys currently in the G League that you're looking at going, when's this kid going to get a shot? Like, why is no one calling him yet? And who's the guy that you said, ah, he's going to be special when he gets in the league? Kiefer Sykes, G League product, was just called up by the Pacers last week or, or maybe like 10 days or so ago. 
had 22 against the Knicks uh, last night. That's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, he's living the dream, right? He comes in. That, that's going to be a memory he has forever. So, you know, I, I think I think right now it's the time of the veterans, actually, like the G League veterans. I think a guy who, uh, like Justin Anderson, he's also on the Pacers. He just got called up. He's a familiar name because because obviously NBA fans know him from his little bit of experience. Mm-hmm. But he's been humbled. He had to go to the G League. He's hungry. And he's more mature and more experienced to kind of make that that next redemption tour. So I think that's the kind of guy that you look out for. Uh, and then the G League elite is full of guys who uh, are going to be drafted next year. Uh, Jalen Green, the second pick of this NBA draft, came from the G League last year. So if you look at that team, you're going to kind of see the next wave of prospects coming up. We are talking to founder of The Who's Got Next NBA G League newsletter, Keith Schlosser. Now, Keith, last question for us, and I I know you're very, very busy. We don't want to ruin your busy nights. I don't know if you're married. I don't know if you have children. You don't want to look at us, and you definitely want to look at Tyler. I mean, even with the, 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 you know, you... When you look at both of you, what what am I going to say? Careful. What what am no, I going to say? I just I, I'm very afraid of where you're going. Where, where am I going? What, I what don't is, know. What is this attack? I mean, I'm going to say that he's a more attracted man than you. You hear that? You're being hit on now Keith, too. Look That's... at that, man! I'm giving you a compliment. He thinks I'm going to attack you. You see this? He attacks everything. You know, listen. All, all I'm going to say, and it, you know, you don't have to. You look at me, and all I'm going to say is, hair is sometimes overrated, right? <laughs> So I, I'm with you, but, you know, we, you overcome it. You make the best of it. So, so I'm with you. Two of yeah. my best friends are bald, okay, and, and they, they get women. So I, I can tell you that. So uh, there's nothing wrong with being bald except if you're not better being bald. And Tyler doesn't look like the type of guy that would look good being bald, okay? I, I, I'm just – you better you better get some road game from man or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a guy wearing well, a hat. Listen, when you embrace when you embrace it, everything starts to work out. You know, that's coming from me. I, I know firsthand. Trust before me. before we let you go, my I'm friend. sorry being put through this. Not what he's he's a just time. being a dick. You can ignore him. No, I am not. I, I like to have fun with our guests, and I'm sure is this not one of the fun the one of the more funner? It's not even a word. It's not funnest a word. funnest uh, interviews you've ever had. Come on, Keith. It, you guys it, agree. I you see this? We're having fun. Keith loves us. He'll never us. be back. Absolutely. He'll not. Look, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. get me off this thing so I don't Keith, have to see uh, you guys anymore. Keith, by the way, are you celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas? Oh, Christmas. Okay, happy, Merry Christmas, by the Thank way. You. Uh, you have any kids? I don't. Oh, okay. You have a wife? Uh, not, not, not yet. All right. You have a girlfriend? Yes. Okay, yeah. that's always good. I mean, you have to have somebody, you know, for the holidays. Um, before we let you go, my question is. And if you me, don't, that's okay, too. I, yeah, because Tyler's the single man. <laughs> anyways. Where do you find this guy? Find him. I'm the one who found him. Anyways. Uh, God, I'm sorry. My last question for you, and, and I think uh, the last question we have for you is, uh, what made you really get into writing? I mean, uh, especially picking the sport from the NBA. You could choose from the NFL, the NHL, the MLB. What made you decide uh, to choose basketball, and what pushed you – to move from one place to another to achieve your goal, now create your own, uh, you know, your own website. I mean, and all the different things that you're doing. I think it's amazing reading a little bit about you. I, I think it's a, it, you went from one, you know, one spot to the next spot to the next. It's an amazing story and, and where you are and where you're going right now in the NBA and writing for the NBA. I think it's, 
uh, it's safe to say that you're moving into bigger and better places. So what made you pick the NBA and what has really, you know, drove you to do what you're doing now? Oh, thanks, man. You know, I, I see all the talk about bald and everything. Now you got to butter me up, right? It's <laughs> no, listen, I, I complete I'm, I'm, I'm teasing. No, listen, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, my whole journey started because I think I realized that at some point very early on, I loved basketball. That was my thing. And I wasn't going to become the next MJ or the next, well, yeah, the next MJ, the next Chris, Chris Mullen, whoever. You got to figure out how else am I going to get involved, right? And for me, that was writing. For me, that was kind of expressing my thoughts via that and communicating. And in social media, this age, you have a great opportunity to, you know, kind of stir debate and meet people. So that was kind of my foot in the door, and, and I've just kept going. The, the passion for the G League comes from the fact that, you know, that's a total niche. There aren't a lot of people that, that follow the G League. You can kind of uh, follow the stories before they happen. You know, Danny Green is a, is, a, is a great story, Long Island Zone. He was a G League guy. Now he's a three-time champ, and, and those stories are exciting, and I enjoy following them. I enjoy writing about them, and uh, that's why I keep going. It's a passion. Danny Green has a great family, by the way. I met his father. And I've always wanted to get Danny on the show, and uh, maybe one day we'll get him uh, to come into the studio and actually do a live show with us. Danny's still in the NBA and doing uh, as well, or even uh, better than we ever expected him to, to, to last. From North Carolina, uh, from Long Island to North Carolina to now the NBA, with all those Spurs, te- Spurs teams and, and his jump from one place to the other, you got to give him a lot of credit. He's, he's really achieved everything that he probably never thought he was going to achieve going into the NBA. Keith, so Keith you, brought, you brought up Chris Mullen, too. He actually spoke at my high school, I think my junior year of high school. He, he was very powerful stories that he was telling. Uh, so definitely, definitely something unique with him as well. That's, that's kind of where I got my all my start. I was a young camper as a kid at the Chris Mullen camp and, uh, oh. on Long Island, and it was a good time. His family is great. They brought me in as a counselor, and I followed them and all this stuff, and that really sparked the interest way back when. So, yeah, that's, that's, it, oh. it's his home for me. So you're a Long oh, wow. Island native. I am, Nassau County, sure, oh, sure. Oh, look at this. We got a Long Island native. So whenever you come out to Long Island, maybe you come and, uh, and you do a show with us. You could smack Tyler like we do after the show, you know? I don't know about the smacking, but everything else sounds cool, man. <laughs> Anyways, Keith, tell the fans how they, they can find why you on I social have to drink. media. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter, Keith B. Schlosser, and obviously I got the uh, the newsletter. It's uh, Keith Saucer at substack.com. You can find it by Googling who's got next NBA G League. We would love to get you on again. We'll talk more NBA with you. And I'm sure you like to talk other sports as well. So um, Speedy will reach out to you again. And, and again, as the season progresses to the end of the season, I would love to get you on again, Keith. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Look forward to it. Long Island native. Did you hear that, Tyler? What? Long Island native. The writer. Of the Who's Got Next NBA G League newsletter, Keith. I know you're from Long Island. You're right here. I I know I'm from Long Island. Did you know he was from Long Island? Who's he? Keith, you idiot. What, what, oh, what are you doing? how you doing? Oh, <laughs> man. I, I, I wonder if his head's like, maybe he has CTE. Maybe he's been hit too many times in the head. Maybe I should take a hammer to the head to knock you back into place or something. Did Vontas Burfecht knock you out after I, he knocked out Antonio Brown? Maybe he did. I don't know. I mean, maybe he Don't be, ask Keith that question. Maybe That's you rude. should. Maybe I was you asking should, you, not Keith. Maybe you should take your, you know, take your shirt off and sit for the rest of the show, but, you know, shirt ass naked. How's that sound? What do you think? All right. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. Sit still. Uh, I, was just I don't leave. want it. I don't think anybody wants to see I, it. I wasn't going to be on camera. I was just going to leave. <laughs> Keith, you see what I deal with? You, you think, I'm crazy. I like to have fun. 
this guy over here, you know, he's willing to take off his shirt. If you tell him to take off his pants, he'd probably do it on live air. So, Tyler, hang in there, man. You guys were a lot of fun. Really appreciate <laughs> it. I need alcohol. Send me alcohol, please. <laughs> Keith, thank you for joining us. Take it easy, guys. Thanks again. Keith Schaff, Schlosser. Uh, by the way, great guy. Uh, and uh, he had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with him. Speedy, you have a lot of fun? I did. And, uh, we, don't, we don't know if uh, Tyler had a lot of fun. Oh, piss off. <laughs> In just a few moments, we'll have our second guest. We will be talking to Strickland, Nick's podcast host and staff writer, Ashwin Ramnath. So uh, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, you didn't have a lot of fun there. I, th- I, th- I, I always have fun. I, I think Keith loved it. I, I, I think Keith. Listen, you want somebody to remember you and understand that well, you are remember me a over. unique individual. And I think I think Keith really saw the difference. By the way, Speedy, write to him. Tell him thank you for joining us. He was great. I definitely want to get him on the show again. I think he had a lot of fun. I really do. Uh, but uh, what I like to do is I like to. Bring a different personality and, and, and give people a different look to what media is and not sit here and say, uh, that interview was a boring interview. Well, well, there it is again. Arrow said ass sniff. Uh, I did say ass sniff. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Uh, <laughs> at least I have a fan that actually uh, enjoys the words of the Big Easy uh, or the G Easy or maybe Tyler losing the hair, Rogaine for men, man. What, what are you like? like? You should be. The guy on the box, Rogaine for Men. I mean, <laughs> you, you would be. I'll do that if you're the face guy for an animal. How's that sound? <laughs> that... <laughs> <laughs> you want to know something? Thank that, you. <laughs> that, would be, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that would the be big easy. easy. <laughs> what are you going to call that enema? That enema, the big easy? Yeah, the big E enema. <laughs> big easy. With you standing there like this. Uh, yeah. oh, hold on it's not second. just a picture, folks. Uh, I'm actually Carl, doing it. Carl says they need an airbrush, the photo on the box for Tyler. <laughs> it's a new year. I'm trying to be better, but you people make it very hard. Oh. oh, man. How about Terrell Owens? <laughs> Terrell Owens speaks Another bald, out. beautiful man. Yes, uh, <laughs> he speaks out today. He says he wants to take over for AB. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, I, I have a lot of respect for Terrell Owens. To me, I think he's the, the second or third greatest wide receiver to ever play this game. I really think that's who he is. Uh, it's a shame what the NFL has done to him. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that when you look at you know the personality that he was, especially what he did against the Cowboys, then he became a Cowboy, then started with Donovan McNabb. I mean I, I mean Jeff Garcia. He went from Donovan McNabb to Jeff Garcia to well, Tony Romo saying that he's my quarterback. I mean I, I mean the crying antics, the uh sit up champion on the side of his uh, driveway. I mean uh just uh, a freak of nature, okay? But uh, and, and actually running a 4-4 against uh, Tyreek Hill in a race uh, in the Close. summertime. Yeah. Save Tyreek Hill that wants to race Usain Bolt. Have fun with that one. Yeah, that would never happen. Uh, that, that will definitely never happen. <laughs> but, I, you know, it's an interesting story. I, I think 
I think Terrell Owens coming back just playing for the Buccaneers and Tom Brady would be hilarious. I really would. First of all, I would love to see at the first press conference, because obviously the playoffs are right around the corner. Before, they, before the playoffs, he comes and plays the last game of the season, and he says, you know, Tom Brady needed a superstar. Now he's got one. I'm not Randy Moss. I am the greatest wide receiver to ever play this game. So, you know, throw me the ball and I'll catch it. You know, that's something that Terrell Owens would probably say. And uh, I don't know if Tom would do that. So would you do that? Would you tell Tom to throw Terrell Owens the ball? I would sell Tom Brady to do what Tom Brady's done for 20 tell. years. I said tell. Oh, I thought you said sell. No, I said You tell. would sell Tom Brady? <laughs> uh, you need Tom Brady's hair. I think... Tom well, Brady, apparently, Tom Brady for the guy by a guy who's forty five years, going to be forty five years. He looks twenty two. Uh, he's got better hair than you. I mean, you're twenty twenty nine. He's years got old. better hair than you. No, he doesn't. I've got he does. I've got beautiful hair. So does he. Yeah, well, I've got beautiful, beautiful hair. So does he. I don't know. I, I I've never gotten close to his hair to say, "Wow, Tom Brady, what beautiful he's hair you 45, have." He's forty five, and he looks like he's eighteen. I don't know about that. He looks he, old. No, he doesn't. He looks old. He's, he looks better now than he did when he first got in the league. Um, how do you know? Do you do you hang look out at with the him? draft photo and look at him now? Um, he looks thinner. He looks more anorexic. So TB twelve works. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Uh, Carl says, proven facts, sleeping pills and laxatives don't mix. Mm. Ben says, Cowboys officially eliminated from playoffs. AT&T Stadium announces the backup site for the Super Bowl. If LA gets too many COVID cases, it can't hold sporting events by next month. Oh, how wonderful. So uh, I guess so- we're not going sorry, to the Super Bowl. Sorry, Cowgirls fans. Yes, Whoa. yes, Ben, I, can't I, do that. I quote tweeted that. The NFL is anticipating that the Cowboys will not be in the Super Bowl. And it's a pretty good anticipation. Mm. And by the way, uh, Snug says, before we get it to our guest, I wouldn't tell Tom Brady to do anything. Thing. I would just be happy right. to be uh, in his presence right. of the goat. All right. hail Br- the Brady, the goat. Good for you, right. Snug. Uh, we all know that you're a Tom Brady fan. We all know that you're a Patriot fan. We all know that if it came down to it, and it was you taking a cupcake over Tom Brady, that would never happen. And that's crazy to say because you're Snug, the cat, the cupcake eater. Anyways. Uh, We're going to go to a quick break, one-minute break, and then we're going to be back with our second guest of the wonderful list of guests that we have for the new year. Good one. (laughs) What what, what, what are you you talking about? I'm trying to help you here. What do you mean help me? I wasn't talking. I was trying to just, like, have a nice little quiet session here and just land the guest. Nothing with you is ever quiet. Well, nothing uh, with you ever ends in a good kind of conversation. So, anyways, uh, when we come back, we will be talking to Strickland Nick's podcast host. Where do we find this guy? Second staff writer, Ashwin Ramnath, here. On the Sports Lab Mounts. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mounts. Oh, time 10. 10 Tyler Commandments. Number one, get rid of the hair. Number two, he's got big ears. Number three. I don't have big ears. You do. It turns in. You I don't have big ears. You got weird ears. I, I, they, look oh, like, God. they look like earmuffs, you know? They are big. They, they're curly. You know? Curly ears. Welcome back to the Sports Loudmouths. I'm your host, Errol G-E-Z Marks, Speedy Drizzle PD, and Tyler Miller Light Wannabe. 
Harrison. 631-672-3108 is the number. Uh, go oh. to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Uh, download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. <sighs> well, we have our second guest. I love the back screen, by the way. The green screen. At, is that a green screen? It looks like it is. It is. It is. It it's looks uh, beautiful. It's through, it's through your app here. So I'm loving it. it it's beautiful. It's sexy. <laughs> it is sexy. No, it's actually my house. Uh, it's beautiful. Oh, it, it's sexy. <laughs> it's a sexy it's house. on the couch. That's a sexy house. Uh, we are now yes. talking to Strickland Nick's podcast host and second staff writer, Ashwin Romnoth. What's going on, Ashwin? Not much. Just uh, hanging out, watching random basketball games. Mm. Pretty good. Oh, I, you know, random is the word. And uh, uh, by the way, did uh, the Nets win this game? It looks like they did. They did. And Kyrie uh, yeah, gave they came back and just uh, blitzed in the second half. And, and Kyrie gave uh, Tyler some fantasy points. Who the hell cares? Ashwin, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what made you uh, start a podcast about the, you know, the Knicks, obviously, and, and doing what you've been doing for the last couple of years. Uh, I guess most of the fact was just you spend enough time talking about the fucking team. So, um, <laughs> oh! might as well just Sir, we're do a, a podcast. Show. Uh, but you know, I was writing about them and then, uh, I was, I was writing at them at a site called posting and toasting. And, um, the editor of the site, Joe Flynn asked us if anybody would want to do a podcast. I volunteered and here we are. Uh, obviously we started our own website now kind of moved on to a new thing but um yeah i mean that was it really it's not not, not too complex but i figure you know you spend most of the day thinking about how this dog shit team could be better uh so, so you know might as well talk about it with other people absolutely by the way uh, as you know we are talking to strictly nick's podcast host second staff writer ashwin romnoth now so why don't we get into the knicks because they are something to not talk about. I, I mean, if I was trying to pick uh, up dog poop on the ground, it, it, it definitely wouldn't be anything with the Knicks. That's for damn sure. I'd rather pick up something besides being a New York Knicks fan. So, um, tell us a little. Hold on one second. We're talking about the Knicks. We're not talking about the Jets, you idiot. This is basketball. <laughs> well, sorry. Anyways, um, what are your thoughts this year with Tom Thibodeau almost having a heart attack? Um, just this team as a whole, you bring in Campbell Walker, you bring in Fournier, you, you look at this team, I, I mean, there's really nothing, you know, fun to talk about with this team. I think this has been one of the most embarrassing teams uh, of the last couple of years. And that's not saying much when, when you talk about this, uh, you know, the Nick teams that we've seen. And I know you're going to say the record doesn't really show how embarrassing they are, but this is not a good team. If this team somehow sneaks into the playoffs, it's a first round knockout. What are your thoughts to this team? Uh, I mean, my thoughts of this team are probably that um, they're pretty disappointing, but I don't think that the situation is that hopeless. I think uh, it seems that way in part because of how Tom Thibodeau is managing rotations. Um, not to say that if he managed them, the team would be eminently more successful, uh, but they might be more fun. They might be a little bit more watchable. They might be... Uh, giving you more cause for optimism. Um, you know, he's ridden his vets pretty hard at weird times. He's played veterans out of position over young players. Um, you know, I, I would, I would hate to 
put all the blame on him because, you know, look, Julius Randle was awesome last year and he struggled a lot this year. So, you know, if you, even if you want to say some of that is on Tibbs, that is what it is. But like when your star sucks, there's not much, there's only so much you can do. So you're talking about rearranging a bunch of shit that, you know, who knows? Um, there's also been a lot of issues with COVID and all this kind of stuff. So not a lot of continuity in a, in a lot of situations, but like, you look flat out the two big signings they made were Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. Kemba's had injury issues, has not hit the ground, run, ground running. He did have a really nice player of the week award a couple weeks ago. Um, but you know, look, that was after he sat out for a month, came out firing for a week. It was great. And he played two more games after that, got hurt again. He's been out since then. We'll see when he gets back. Uh, Fournier has not been a good fit. Um, you know, I have a little bit of sympathy for him because he's not, you know, you use him like you used Reggie Bullock. It's, they're not the same player. It's kind of a weird thing. It would be like, you know, signing shit. I'm trying to think like, you know, you sign like a speed back and you have him run between the tackles. It doesn't really make sense. Like is some of that his fault? Sure. Yeah. Some of that is his fault, but um, you know, you're not being him in a, in a position to succeed. And he's also exacerbating the situation because he's sucking at the things you're asking him to do. Um, and then, you know, also his defense hasn't been good. It's a lot of shit going on. So um, there's a lot of blame to go around, but I, I think the main thing is, you know, your key players haven't been good. Thibodeau's not pushing the right buttons. And then the two guys you signed to kind of give your offense a little bit more of a jolt. Haven't really done it. So a lot of it has been made about Tom Thibodeau in the past overworking his players, especially with starters. And we saw that with the Knicks in the beginning of the season in particular, where they had an average of almost 40 minutes per play to combine with their starting rotation than any other team in the league. And for a team that like the Knicks that had a good offseason, we thought on paper that was supposed to have this kind of depth. Uh, are you surprised he couldn't make that kind of adjustment? And are you worried about the Knicks because of that long term with this current core, no matter who they end up keeping and not let, or letting go of? Um, not really. I, I mean, I'm not worried about them long term. I actually... I'm pretty optimistic about them long-term. Um, I like the young guys they have. Uh, do they have a star young player? Maybe not. Maybe not. But I think the young guys they do have, they're all good players. Um, I think RJ Barrett's probably a starter in this league at minimum long-term. Uh, I think Obi Toppin's a solid rotation player. I think Quickly's a solid rotation player. I, th- I like the guys they drafted this year who haven't gotten a lot of burn. Um, but they look pretty good. Grimes had a 27-point game a few weeks ago against the Bucks. Um, you know, Deuce McBride has had a couple of good games. Like, he hasn't played much. You know, they, they haven't played much. So you can't really say too much about them. But um, I like their young guys. And I think Julius will get better. Um, is he going to be all-NBA, all-star like he was last year? No, probably not. Um, but, like, you know, they're not paying him like that either. He's got like the 40th highest paid contract or something like that in the NBA. So you're not really paying him at that level. So I, I don't know. I think sometimes the assessment of him is a little out of whack. Uh, that said, um, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought Tibbs would adjust a little bit um, in terms of, look, he likes to have his five man starting group and his five man bench group. That's been his thing for a while. He did that a lot last year and look, the bench has been awesome. The Knicks's bench is one of the best benches in the NBA statistically by any measure. Um, but, you know, it's probably not a good thing if every single night your starters get their asses kicked and your bench comes in and kicks ass. It's probably a little bit more balance that needs to go on in your roster, whether that's staggering lineups more, um, switching things up. And look, he did try some things. He, you know, he's benched. Mitch Mitchell Robinson to kind of give him a kick in the ass and started Nerlens Noel for a bit. And Mitch has responded a little bit better. So maybe that'll have a, a, a good outcome at the end. Uh, he tried 
benching Kemba and starting Burks at point guard. I didn't love that idea. I mean, I thought benching Kemba was actually the right move. I didn't like starting Burks in his place, but you know, that is what it is. Tibbs is, he's a weird guy. Like he, he's not a bad coach. He's, he, he understands the game. I don't think he's like a dinosaur. I don't think he doesn't understand the modern NBA, but like as far as overworking players, I mean, looking at the Knicks minutes, really the only guy he rides like that is Randall. I mean, other than that, everybody else's minutes, I mean, RJ's minutes are down from last year. He's playing 31. Uh, I would imagine, without looking, I feel pretty confident in saying that he's probably the second highest on average uh, on the roster, and Randall's probably clearly number one. So other than that, I'm not really worried about him overworking guys uh, this year, but like, I, I, I do worry about his ability to get the best out of this roster because, yeah, I don't think this roster is like, I didn't expect it to be a title contender or anything like that. Um but I do think they should be better than they are. Um, and even with, you know, Julius struggling, even with RJ having an up and down year, I, I do think that they've left a bunch on the table. They have two losses to Orlando, inexplicable losses to Orlando at home. Uh, they have a lot of just like losses that are bad. I mean, they're just really, really bad losses that don't even make sense. And a lot of them, if you look at them, literally, I mean, you look at, you can look at the next box course for the first, however many games they played. I think it'll be 38 games now, 18 and 20. Um, if you go look at each one, you go look at the plus minus column, you will see consistently the starters are minuses and the benches are huge pluses. And that look bears out every single game. So I, I don't think he's pushed the right buttons. I think he's been a little too patient with the starting unit and trying to get it going. Um, I think he's not done a good job staggering between lineups, which has been weird. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess like my thing with Tibbs is I was never sure he was the guy but i do think he is good at establishing establishing a foundation and to some extent uh he's probably a little bit a victim of his own success last year so while we're talking about tips we obviously see you know with chicago and then going to minnesota the jimmy butler experiences were a little bit different obviously jimmy butler and minnesota didn't work out at all surprise surprise <laughs> now obviously Tom Thibodeau has his guys who once he clicks with them, they click and that's it. And he also, he's a very, uh, what's a good word? You get sick of him fast. So do you think that Tom Thibodeau is kind of losing the team a little bit and that's why he's not pressing the buttons? Or do you think Tibbs is just kind of, I want to say arrogant, but being arrogant, thinking that it'll just go the way he expects it to go? Yeah, I wouldn't say arrogant. I, I know what you're saying. I think it's more like, um, you know, more, it's more stubborn than than arrogance. Um, uh, yeah, I do. I do worry about it a little bit. Um, you know, we've talked about it a bunch on our pod and, you know, we have a discord. We talk about it in there all the time. Uh, I, I do think that he's I don't think he's lost the team or anything like that. Um, but I do think that he is not. Look, I, I think he's a guy who gets he's very rigid. The way he coaches is very rigid. He expects player A to do this. He expects player B to do this. He expects like everybody has their specific roles and they have to do those things. And if you do those things and you buy into doing those things, you will have success. That is how he, that's what he believes. And we have proof of it based on last year. Their defense was a lot better last year, right? And that's because they had complete buy-in. You had less offensive talent. So it's probably easier for those guys to buy into like, it's easier to get Reggie Bullock to be like, Hey, you're going to touch the ball like 12 times. And all you're, all we want you to do is shoot threes or keep the ball moving. That's it. That's all you can do. Um, it's a lot harder to do that with Evan Fournier, who's a more skilled offensive player, who's had years being a scorer in the NBA. 
Um, not like an all-star, obviously, or even the level below that, but he's been a solid star in the NBA for, for a few years, right? This guy started on multiple playoff teams in Orlando. Not great playoff teams, but they were playoff teams. Um, it's hard to get these guys to buy into the type of very specific schematic role. And not just that, like you, you limit this guy's offensive usage. How does he respond defensively? Is he going to give you the same effort that a Reggie Bullock would? Probably not because Reggie Bullock doesn't have those expectations. RJ Barrett's defensive attention has dipped a little bit because look, he had a really good second year. You come back, he worked on his game, obviously. Um, I think he's expecting a bigger role offensively and why wouldn't you? right? Hey, look, I helped this team win 41 games last year and nobody thought we would. We got home court when nobody thought we would. I'm a third year player. I was drafted number three overall. Like this is my year to score 20 a game now or whatever it is. Um, And that hasn't happened. Uh, You know, because of injury, the last three or four games, all of a sudden you've put the ball in RJ Barrett's hand again. And all of a sudden he's getting to the basket more. He's getting to the foul line more. Uh, You're starting to see kind of what you would want him to, what you would want to see from him in year three. For the, whereas for the most part, for the start of the year, you know, he's just a spot up shooter almost for, for long stretches of games. You're just having him spot up in the corners, spot up beyond the arc and space the floor. Um, I think a guy like Emmanuel quickly, uh, you're sending him weird messages where, you know, yeah, he wasn't, he was a really good bench player for you last year. He's been awesome as a bench player again this year. Um, but when you're shorthanded and even though he's played point guard, you don't start him at point guard, you start. Deuce McBride, a rookie who never starts. Uh, you start him at point guard over him because you want to keep your bench together. Like that's weird logic. Um, and then when that doesn't work, you start Alec Burks, who is not a point guard at point guard. Uh, I don't know what message that sends to him. What does that say? Like, does I mean you're basically signaling to him, hey, I don't think you're a point guard. And really, there's no scenario where I'm gonna start you a point guard. I don't know what message that that's a weird message to send to him. Obi Toppin's been really, really good this year when he's played. The problem is he's barely played uh, because Tibbs only plays him when Randall's not on the floor. Like most, I would venture to guess 90% of his minutes are strictly when Randall's not on the floor. He's his backup. That's how he views him. He very rarely plays them together, even though we're in an NBA where, you know, I'm watching the Hornets today. They got PJ Washington playing the fucking five. PJ Washington is great. Smaller season. than Julius Randall will be topping. So um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, like what all of these things say, but um, has he lost the team? I don't think so, but I do think there's something to what you're, uh, what you asked, you know, like it's hard to keep giving the same effort when you're not sure you're going to be rewarded for improved performance or play or anything. And that, that I think has definitely been an issue for some of the guys on this team this year. As you guys know, we are talking to Strickland Knicks podcast host and second staff writer Ashwin Romnoff. Last question for me, Ashwin, and we're gonna we're gonna go off the Knicks because uh, there's a lot of a lot of people. We had another Nick guy, and he got into the Knicks, and uh, you know, there's really nothing to talk about besides the Knicks need to start playing. They play like dog crap, and 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 this team needs to figure out who they are uh, individually. They need to find out. What what player and what top five should be starters, and why is their bench better than their starters? Uh, that to mm-hmm. me, to to me, I think Julius Randle is overrated. I, I I know a lot of people like Julius Randle. I uh, he's to me he's the air ball king. I mean, you, you see at least two uh, the last three or four games that I've seen Julius Randle play, I've seen at least two or three air balls in one game. So I I understand that you know Thibodeau loves him. I understand that Thibodeau has like this infatuation with him, but uh, 
He's not, he's not a second option on this team. He's, he shouldn't be a first option. He's a second option on this team. On a good team, he's a third option. So uh, I, I don't know what, what this, uh, this love fest for Julius Randle, but let's go off that. Um, when you look at the league right now, and you look at the Lakers, and I know a lot of people, including yours truly, thought that this Laker team was going to be better. You know, obviously older, more veteran-like with Carmelo Anthony and Russell Westbrook and, and LeBron James, who, by the way, quietly is having one of his best seasons. Fantastic. He hasn't been quiet. Well, it's, it's fine. Quiet. It's pretty. It's pretty adamant that he's having a great season. He's He's been fantastic, and I don't, I don't people don't realize that. But Davis uh, can't stay on the court. This team with the two superstars, LeBron James and Davis, not being on the court together for a significant amount of time, this team isn't any good. And uh, at the trade deadline, which is around the corner, do the Lakers start trading off pieces, or do the Lakers start buying pieces because uh, they think that they're uh, – a championship competitor. I don't know what this team is. I mean, with LeBron James, you think they're a championship team, but who knows? What are your thoughts to the Lakers this year, and 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 what lack of or whatever there you know people are saying about them? Frank Vogel could be fired. Who knows what's going on with this team? Maybe they just Frank Frank Vogel lost his uh, voice in the locker room. Who knows? What are your thoughts to the Lakers? Yeah, I mean, I hated their offseason. I thought the Russ trade is terrible. Um it didn't make any sense in terms of what they needed on the court. It didn't make sense in terms of what you want around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And they moved all of their remaining flexible contracts to get him. Um, so I never understood that trade. I thought it was terrible at the time. Um, I didn't hate their free agent signings because, look, they, they had very limited resources. So I thought they did a decent job cobbling something together. I like the Malik Monk signing a lot. He's been playing great for them recently. Um, <clears throat> Carmelo is fine, I guess. Um, hmm. You know, the rest of it is, you know, it, it doesn't really matter because this entire team is going to go as LeBron James and Anthony Davis go. Anthony Davis has been banged up. And quite frankly, when he's played, he's not been anywhere near as good as he has been before his injury issues the last couple of years. So I don't know. I, I don't know where they really go from here because yeah, I, I think they want to be buyers. You know, they've traded out so many picks in the Anthony Davis trade that they really, there's no point in them not being buyers. Like they're in a win now mode. So they have to be buyers, but what are you buying with? You know, Taylor Horton Tucker, he's not even trade eligible until after the deadline. I don't think maybe until after the season, basically at that point. So you, you can't really move him. Uh, and then the rest of your guys that you would want to move are what, like Russ? Who wants Russ? You're not going to get anything for Russ. Uh, maybe you could do John Wall. Like, is that what does that accomplish? Probably nothing. And then other than that, you just have a bunch of minimum level guys. Like, you just don't have anything to to really acquire guys. Trade uh, I think LeBron. it's going to be a really big struggle for them. Trade LeBron. <laughs> You don't yeah, think LeBron's LeBron. like, I mean, they won't do that, that and my... they shouldn't. They definitely should not trade LeBron. Like that. That's <laughs> insane, and they won't do it. Um, He's like, like you guys said, he's playing still at a very high level. Um, so, you know, he's obviously not the problem. You got to figure it out around him. But like, I think what they're going to have to do is probably just work the buyout market whenever that occurs, because I just don't see what they can do in the trade market other than, again, I'm pretty sure Taylor Horn Tucker can't be traded this year. And even if he was allowed to be traded, like, what are you realistically getting for him? You know, like, and then, yeah, Malik Monk, maybe he has value, but he's literally just on a minimum contract for a year. So like that that doesn't it just makes it very hard to acquire players when you don't have the salary to really work the market um and like 
you know, Malik Monk's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So it's not like a team acquiring him is getting a bunch of value out of that either. So <clears throat> I just, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, and the other thing is, I'm not sure that Rob Polinka is the creative enough. Yeah, he's not a very creative GM that I would trust to like work the margins. What did you mean when you said, are you, I'm just going to ask this flat. Are you going to blame Russ? I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> like because let's be honest. Nobody here. does. They're not going to blame LeBron James. And most people, I don't think, are going to blame Anthony Davis. Because Anthony Davis. I mean, I would blame Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis went bad. I would pl- I would put some blame on LeBron, too, because he wanted Russ there, right? So, like, he pushed for it. Well, we right. That that, that would it. be the – a lot of people aren't going to do I'd that I'd blame Anthony, Anthony Davis. He can't stay healthy. I mean, I, I know people won't say it, but I'm not people. I'll say it. You can't shadow run the team with Rich Paul. Like, everybody on that team is a clutch client. Like, like they run the team. And that's fine because, like, that's kind of just how it's the NBA works now. And also, it's LeBron James. So, like – most of the time, if you just let him do stuff, at worst, you're going to be a finals contender, right? So it's like, whatever, let's just do it. Um, but they are in a really bad spot. And I just think, the, like, I don't I don't think it's Russ's fault. Like, I don't think it's, this is the player he is. Like, there's no, he's not like some 24-year-old that you're like, we could develop him. You know, he's, what, 33? Like, yeah, he is it, what he is. It's not so, 34. But Yeah, so it's like, I, I don't. I mean, when people blame Russ, I think they're just kind of missing what that's all about. Maybe it's they're like, maybe they're all hanging out with Adele. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't get it. No. I don't get uh, it. But like, I mean, I mean, that was Rich the entire Paul's story, right? In the offseason was that like oh, they, really? he was either Russ or DeRozan, and ultimately, hello, LeBron, and like there was that huge athletic article about it where like LeBron and AD met him for like you know secretly, and they interviewed him and made sure it was cool, and like they signed off on acquiring him. So, I mean, at that point. You know, like what you kind of have to put some of the blame on them, right? Like it can't just be on Russ. It can't just be on Palinka. Like they wanted him, and we know the kind of power these guys wield. Like so LeBron, they got, they got yeah, they got LeBron, the guy that he LeBron. told them he wanted. So what? Like I don't like I don't know how you can blame Russ for that. You gotta. Oh no, I'm just saying. Because I, I fear that this is gonna go against Russ. A lot of people blame Russ yeah, for the OKC debacle, which I don't blame either. And um, obviously, it's you know, Anthony Davis's Washington. fault because Anthony Davis should be a, a, the big lead superstar on that team. He is the younger player of him and LeBron James. He's the a lot of people say a top five player. And and really, for the last two years, the guy can't stay healthy. He can't stay on the court, and it, it's affected the growth of this team and where this team should be right now. They shouldn't be right, a seventh seed. They should be a top you know, four. But seed. you know what happens when you trade three starters or rotational guys to get one All Star? Your depth falls apart. LeBron doesn't care about depth. LeBron cares about all right. This guy's gonna take the ball in my hands. I don't have to do as much. That's what LeBron cared about this offseason. Mm. And, and people wonder why he's got longevity. He That's why more. you got longevity. That's why he's not the goat. Right there. He was never going anyway. Well, no, but there are people the that thing, say he's, gonna ha- he's he's having to do more now because of that. Because like it blew up in his face. Like, this There's is no nice way to say. It. Yeah, this is this is this is like a class. Like this happens all the time in the NBA. It usually happens though with like when a player, an ex player, becomes a GM. Like it's not a player currently who is acting as a GM, but that's what it is in this in this case. But like. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. They may, I mean, he mentioned, like, they, they talked about this endlessly last year. Like, we need another creator. We need another creator. And I'm watching them last year, and I'm like, 
No, you just need guys that can hit shots. Like yeah. that was that bit that that was their problem. That was why they won the championship the year before because they got hot in the bubble. All these guys started hitting threes. Rondo yeah, and Anthony Davis threes. was the best you player know, on like, the planet for two weeks. Yeah, he he shot like sixty percent from the field or something crazy like that in the bubble. Um, KCP was on fire from three. Like they all these guys were hitting threes. Basically, other than Kyle Kuzma, everybody else was hitting threes. Well, so I just I just did not understand and like. Like I don't, I, I thought they needed to make a move, and I thought the healed move that apparently they had lined up would have been a way better move. I liked that move for them. I thought that was like a great move if you could get healed for Kuz and Harrell or something. Like that's exactly the type of player you want to put around LeBron. You know, a guy who doesn't really need the ball, he just needs to run around screens and shoot threes. He can do that all day. Um, and LeBron is the best with those guys, right? Like he's the exact type of dude you want to pair with LeBron right. uh, and AD. But well, yeah, LeBron's I mean, I agree. Facility. I think AD's. Right. Regression has been a huge deal too. I mean, he's just injured, and even Trade when he's him. been healthy, like he just doesn't look like what? the same guy. Trading, he's the future of the franchise. Uh, he's not future anymore. You need, you need to trade him. He's anyway, twenty eight years old. Speedy, I'll let you get the last question. Go ahead. All right. So I was going to ask about a lot of these NBA superstars that are currently in these other trade rumors. You brought up Westbrook already. Uh, we, we we've heard it from with Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons, uh, Carl Anthony Towns now in the mix. Damian Lillard's been in the mix. Uh, do you see any of these guys getting traded? And if so, what do you? Which teams do you think could be the most aggressive for that? It's not the Knicks, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I. I would think Dame, I don't think Damian Lillard. I don't even know if he really wants to get traded. I think he wants his extension. He wants to. Hey, he has a two-year, one hundred and seven million dollars extension. He can tack on that would take him through his age thirty-five or thirty-six season. I think that's what he wants. Um, <clears throat> if he were to be on the trade market, um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't really. I, I, it's just hard to know. Like, I don't know. Would the, would the Sixers want or would Portland want Ben Simmons? If they would want Ben Simmons, then obviously. Philly's the ideal destination, but like, other than that, I think Damian Lillard would have a ton of agency over where he ended up if he went to the front office and was like, "Look, just trade me." Um, like, I think they would work with him to get him to a place he wanted. Um, I would suspect that. Yeah, I think the Knicks would be high up on his list uh, by all reports. Not me, because uh, I'm not a reporter, but from people that are close to him it's in because, a circle. It's, it, it's really because of the city. It's really because of his, the city and and the fact that he's a rapper. And he would fit over there with with all the studios over there. He hangs out over there in the summertime. He's got a lot of friends. He's friends with Nas. He hangs out with Nas in the off season. So I, I think that would be the reason why he would go to New York because of his rap, you know, his future. And he's done retire. He retires from basketball. He wants to be a, a famous rapper, and he's probably the best. I would say athlete rapper we've ever seen. I, I if you ever listen to his music, he's pretty damn good. Take notes, AB. Yeah. Take notes. Yeah, like I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. I think. Just also the fact if he goes to New York, he would like, look, whatever you want to say about the Knicks, um, the fact of the matter is nobody in this city cares about the Nets. Uh, and they have Kyrie Irving, they have Kevin Durant, they have James Harden. And, you know, RJ Barrett's 30 point game is a bigger deal than any of those guys. And Damian Lillard there, all of a sudden, what are we talking about here? But yeah, like, I think, I think, you know, I, I don't even know about Dame, though. I, I really don't think he wants to get traded. Uh, ben Simmons, who wants to trade for him, is a hard one to figure out. What do they want? Who, like, I would. I think like Atlanta is a team that should be all in on Ben Simmons. Their team falls apart when Trey Young isn't on the floor, so they need somebody that can run the offense. We know that at the very minimum, Ben Simmons can run an offense for a little bit. Um, their defense has been atrocious. They're fourth. They have the fourth worst defense in the NBA this year. Um, that's terrible. Nate but they have the second best offense. McMillan. They have the second best offense and the fourth worst defense. So oh, Ben Simmons. Uh, look, they have all these depth pieces. They have a bunch of wings that can shoot. I think that would be an interesting trade because I do think Philly could use depth. 
They could definitely use wings that can shoot the ball. Um, and I think Atlanta could definitely use Ben Simmons. That would be an interesting one. Uh, I think Boston would be in the mix, but I have a hard time seeing Philly and Boston dealing with each other uh, after their last trade. Minnesota is always rumored because him and Cat and D'Lo are like three musketeers. But it's like, you know, if you're not going to trade those two, you're not going to trade Anthony Edwards for him. What do you really have to trade for Ben Simmons? Future first. You better not trade I don't think Anthony Philly's going to go for that. You better Ant-Man. not trade Anthony Edwards. I mean, Anthony Edwards is a beast. That, that guy's the, yeah. he's going to be a, a big superstar in this league. You could see the talent that he has. He's, he's the future, not Anthony, uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns. I think Carl Anthony Towns will be traded. It's Anthony Edwards. And if you know Alex Rodriguez, which now he's running that team, um, who knows nothing about basketball, uh, that team is in, a, <laughs> is in uh, uh, a huge point of ruins very, very soon with him and uh, Lorian running that team. The, the same Anthony Edwards that said that, I don't know if it was a joke or not, that said he didn't even know who A-Rod was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, like Ben Simmons, I mean, the other rumor was that Damian Lillard went to uh, the Blazers for an office in the offseason and asked them to get Ben Simmons. So, um, Ben Portland might be uh, an option, but like, you know, CJ McCollum is obviously not enough for Ben Simmons. And also he has a lung issues that he's dealing with. So um, that's not easy either. So, you know, I, all these guys like Beal, like, I don't think Beal wants to go anywhere. I think Beal wants to pretend. I think Beal wants to uh, make the illusion of how desperate he is to win at all costs. And then at the end of the day, he's going to resign for five years and take the most money he can from the wizards. Cause they can offer him the most money he can. I don't think he wants to go anywhere. I don't think most of these guys really want to go anywhere other than Ben Simmons. I think most of them are happy with the illusion. Like it's, you know, like how many times is, is Dame going to drop some, you know, quote or rap lyric about, Oh yeah. Like I'm so loyal. Like we get it, man. You're loyal. Like, cool. Congrats. Like, who give? Who cares? Like honestly, who cares at this point? We get it. Um, so I mean, look, I, I don't think any of those guys are going to move this season. Mm. Uh, I think those are off-season trades, maybe. And uh, in Beal's case, you know, that might be better for him too because, um, you know, uh, maybe maybe he really does want to win, and the season goes off the rails. They just lost to Houston today, uh, and they fall out of the playoffs, and he's like, you know, I'm never going to win here. So, so that's he's a free been, agent. That's been clear. Opens up. Sorry, what's up? That that's pretty clear. He's not going to win there. Yeah, no, he's not. I don't think he cares though. That's the thing. Um, Money talks. So, uh, yeah, I, I just don't see any of these stars moving this offseason. And you know, the another Knicks, problem the too with trading get. is there's just so much dirty in the NBA. Like, how many teams right now do you look at and you're like, well, they have no chance of making the playoffs, right? Yeah. There's like four of them, maybe five. There's just not many. There's yeah. so many teams in the mix now because the 10th seed gets into the play-in. And, you know, in the East, like, the Knicks have been bad. Flat out, they've been bad. They're, like, three games behind the 6th seed right now. You know, like, all it takes, if you go on a seven-game winning streak, you're probably the 6th seed now all of a sudden. That's how tight all these uh, all the standings are in the league. Yeah, it's horrible. Anyways, uh, Ashwin, why don't you tell the fans how they can find you on social media? Yeah, you can uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Schwingu. Uh, you know, like I said, I am a podcast host and a staff writer for the Strickland. Uh, so check that out. That's the Strick.land. Uh, if you're a Knicks fan, uh, check it out. If you're not a Knicks fan, maybe check it out. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We would, like it. we would like to get you back on, especially if the Knicks are a contender and maybe they make a, a sensational trade that puts this team uh, kind of, you know, <laughs> 
with some conversation because right now it seems like even though the Brooklyn Nets are not the talk of the town, it seems like they have the better players. So maybe they make a trade that puts them uh, back where they should be on top. Ashwin, thank you for joining us. We'll get you on soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Absolutely. We were just talking to Strickland Knicks podcast host, second staff writer, Ashwin Romnoff. Uh, and real and real quick before I forget because it's on the top of my brain, this Laker team is going to greatly regret trading Rajon Rondo, greatly, because don't forget he was probably the biggest role player for them when they won in the bubble. Because without him, they don't beat Miami at all. So, good job, LeBron. I don't think that had anything to do with LeBron. I, I, he had a problem with uh, Frank Vogel. That's what I heard, and that's why they had to move on from him. So, well, LeBron. Go. Well, just think about it, because LeBron reached out to him to get him back. Mm-hmm. After they let him go the first time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So clearly, and he went to the Cavaliers, who needed a, a point guard. Well, right, but he's not even playing right now. I don't. Did the trade even happen officially yet? Yes, it the trade happened, but I don't think he's played yet. No. Well, no, he's in COVID. I don't know if they can do it till oh, he's okay. out of the COVID protocol. Yeah. Well, uh, legal. Like I don't even think it's been finalized yet because he's in the COVID, yeah, COVID protocol. Yeah, but it will be finalized. By the way. Well, right. uh, I'd like to thank uh, Keith Slosher for joining us and uh, obviously Ashwin Romnoth. We talked a lot of basketball. So uh, we are definitely uh, moving forward with more football. Uh, Why don't we go to one quick break? When we come back, we will get into all of football. Week 17, obviously. One more week. Week 18, the last week of the football new year. And it is the beginning of the new year, but it's the end before the playoffs. So when we come back, we'll get into all our thoughts. And by the way, I'm one behind Jeff. One. Jeff, with all the speaking and all the bull you know what, I'm one behind you, buddy. And I'm catching you. When we come back, we'll get into that here on the Sports Lamas. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. Are back. Happy New Year to all the fans. I'm dancing to the house music. This is the Sports Lab Mount. I'm your host, Errol. Big Jeezy Easy Marks. Speedy Drizzle Petey and Tyler. I need a beer, Harrison. 631-672-3108 is the number. Uh, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download, yes, download the wonderful app by going to iOS, which is Apple, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This guy has been trying to get on the show while we had our special guest. Now he's here. Who are we speaking to? Welcome to the Sports Lab Mouths. How y'all doing? This is Billy from Texarkana. What's going on, Billy? What's going on, man? <laughs> I got a contact about Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers, man. You know what's funny? A sport like football, one of the most hyper-masculine sports with the most hyper-masculine people, sure does have a lot of male Karens covering it. For this dude, um, a Kush, Hub a Kush, coming out of Chicago, saying, I, I didn't like his off-season antics and He's a jerk and a meanie, so that's why I'm not voting for him. Mm. For him to say that, and as he's not the only one, that Florio dude, Mike Florio for 
uh, whatever it is. Yeah, pro, pro football, football talk. talk. Yeah. It's just these dudes are so limp-wristed sissies, and they're covering the sport with these macho men. It just doesn't jive. It just doesn't jive because for him to say that oh, I'm not giving him my MVP vote, it's just one of the most absurd things I've heard all year. And he needs to be stripped of his credentials, even after his apology. Well, did you he hear what? Wanted to apologize, but it doesn't matter. You, you cross the line for you to come out and say that you're, you expose yourself. I don't. You not need to be fired from your job. Did you? you did you hear what Aaron Rodgers said? His return yeah, remark I, to it. I, I mean. Aaron, awesome. Aaron said the same thing. He says, why is he Why is he voting? I mean, obviously he's got – and this is a huge problem with, with sports. I mean, with the MLB, uh, with the Hall of Fame, uh, that the, if, if they weren't liked, it, Albert Bell should be in the Hall of Fame. Jeff Kent should be in the Hall of Fame. But because the writers didn't like him, well, they're never going to be in the Hall of Fame. And, and that's a huge problem right now that's going into professional sports. And then guys that you see – uh, that are in the Hall of Fame, a.k.a. Tim Raines. Why the hell is he in the Hall of Fame when Pete Rose is sitting out there because he betted on baseball and he's not in the Hall of Fame? Is Tim Raines that much better than Pete Rose? No, Tim Raines shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. There are guys over and over again, as far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned. Aaron Rodgers has been the more, uh, to me, out of all the players. Now, I love what Cooper Cup has done. I love what Jonathan Taylor has done. Tom Brady has, like, every single quarterback statistic this year, but Tom Brady hasn't been consistent every single game week in and week out. And that's what voters are looking at. The more consistent player at the quarterback position throughout the whole season with less talent around him has been Aaron Rodgers. And the more I, when you look at the talent around him and what he has done with the talent around him, he's thrown what 30, 34 touchdowns with four interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has over, he's going to have 4,000 yards, I mean, his quarterback rating is probably one of the best we've ever seen. His, uh, his completion percentage is the best in a league. I mean, there's nobody that is accurate or more accurate than Aaron Rodgers. Do I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP? You're damn right I think he is. He is. To me, at the quarterback position, even though Jonathan Taylor is having a great season, Cooper Cup is going to break a record, they're going to give it to a quarterback. And the best quarterback in the NFL is the same guy that won the MVP last year, Aaron friggin' Rodgers. So anybody that doesn't think Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP this year, if he doesn't win, it's a complete bogus, un- unnatural voting. And that's what—that's the problem with the you know these voters, these writers. And for them to come out and attack Aaron Rodgers, maybe he's not a nice guy. Maybe he's not. That has nothing to do with his game on the field. And even Tyler could tell you that, too. He hates Aaron Rodgers. But you cannot take away the talent that he is on the field. You cannot say, hey, you know what? I don't like him. He's an ass. You know what? <laughs> I'm not voting for him. That is, that, that's wrong. That's wrong, and that's, that doesn't work in professional sports. And you can't sit here and tell me that he hasn't been the best all-around quarterback in the league consistently Week in and week out. There's a guy in Tampa Bay that would love to have a word with you. Really? He lost 9 nothing against the, uh, the the New Orleans Saints. Aaron okay? Rodgers threw for like uh, less than 200 yards against the Lions. 200 yards against the Lions, and he still threw two touchdowns. Okay, okay? so what? And he hasn't thrown an interception in about nine weeks. Okay. Uh, Ten weeks. Okay? Well, Brady's got him by about 
1,400 yards. Uh, 1,400 yards. He also plays with three of the best wide receivers in the league. He plays with the best receiver in football. Who, who does? Aaron Rodgers. Uh, why is he the best fo- receiver in football? Don't say it's because of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 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 it is. Devontae Adams is going to be a stud uh, next year wherever he goes. Okay, we'll see that because we've seen a lot of players go over there and leave and not the same and players. We've seen Brady right. lead a bunch of trailer hitched band-aids to one, Super Bowl. You're going to tell me one, one wide receiver is better than three or four that they have over there? And Tom Titans? Brady rejuvenized Antonio Brown's career. You're going to sit here and tell – first of all, Tom career. Brady, you're top – Speedy, who has more talent around him? Tom Brady, Brady, Brady. Or, by how much? By a good margin. By a good margin. It's not even close. So don't sit here and tell me. You can't even – if you look at the top wide receivers in a league – his second best receiver is not even a top 100 in the league. He has 467 yards. So don't sit here and tell me about Tom Brady. Okay? Look at the numbers because you're a numbers guy. Yeah, look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers, you idiot. Look at the, look numbers. At, uh, look at the numbers. You should. I already know I, the numbers. I, I, what is the numbers? Tell me. So Brady's about – he's sniffing 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Rodgers is like 3,800 yards. 30 touchdowns and what, five interceptions, four interceptions? four to four right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's, the, here's the thing with Brady. Here's the thing with Brady. I feel like he has this really big game where he'll put up like five touchdowns. And then the next game, like a Saints game, he gets shut out. It's like, just like you said, he's inconsistent. He's inconsistent. You have to be consistent week in and week out to be the, to, to be the MVP. And, and the, the hardest. Done that is hold on. Cup, so, you're talking about. First. Yep. You're talking about. The toughest place to play in football against the top ten defense in the NFL. Yeah, you're allowed to have a bad game. Mm. Sorry, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has had a ton of bad games yeah. this year. Yeah. Go look at Aaron Rodgers. What he does when he goes to the Saints and he plays the Saints. He outplayed Drew Brees year in and year out in New Orleans. So please don't. Drew talk Brees to me. was robbed of uh, uh, robbed of MVPs. Get out of here. I don't, want to hear, I don't want to hear this. Aaron Rodgers has played very. You were well talking about nobodies. Drew Brees was throwing to nobody. Aaron Rodgers has played so very well against he Drew Brees. He and absolutely the has. In, I'm in not saying that. So don't. But tell look me. how mad you are. This is the problem. Look how mad you are. I ain't even saying Rodgers didn't deserve it. I just said Tom Brady's in the conversation. Look how mad you nobody, are. Nobody said that he's not. I didn't you say just did, oh, he's got so much talent around him. The numbers aren't close. Meanwhile, they're almost I, identical. You brought Brady's Tom, QBR you brought, though is like third in the league. Come on, man. Rodgers is like 10th. Carl says, Texarkata, he must love Ryan Mallett. Herb Arkush, pronounced Arkish, not Arkush. Come on, man. And Tom Brady is inconsistent. Talk about a goal take. And speaking of Tom Brady, our fellow Patriots fan is on the other side. Jeff has arrived. This season, this season, Tom Brady has been inconsistent. He's up and down. Let me throw some things at you to help you out. Right. Listen, you're a Tom Brady fan, so whatever you say, no, no I'm gonna, I'm gonna bolster your Aaron. I'm a fan. I'm a big Tom Brady fan. Oh, obviously. Oh, but... oh, no, 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 no. We have another guy on the phone. We have another guy. Go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. Let's hear it. I, I'm, I'm gonna bolster your Aaron Rodgers argument. Hmm? First in the league, 37 touchdowns. First in the league, 4,580 uh, yards. First in the league. With passing attempts, 632. First in the league in completions in 400. We all know what his numbers are. And he's inconsistent. He hasn't been consistent all season. He hasn't. Get, there let, are games that he's throwing 400 hold on, yards. Hold on now. Let me also give you another argument why it shouldn't be Rodgers. Why it just shouldn't be. Not only is Tom Brady first in the league in all the statistics, but Aaron Rodgers also lied about being vaccinated. Why lie? The best abil- ability is availability. And he was held out of a game because he lied. Yeah. 
Oh, so we're going to sit here. And by the way, Tom Brady has had a good season, and he has 800 more yards or 900 more yards than that Aaron Rodgers. He also plays with a much more talented cast of players Who's around all him. hurt. Leonard Fournette out. Oh, um, and Devontae Adams missed three games, so don't get me straight on what that. And Rodman, Aaron Rodgers Rodman, played with a bunch Rodman's of third-string players and knocked off teams. Right, but you're acting right, like right, 800 right. yards is close. That's a big drop-off. It, it doesn't wait, wait, matter. Your, your that's talent, a big drop. The talent drop-off is big. Okay, you want to do that? Look at the divisions. The vi- Tampa Bay doesn't have a light cake like Detroit. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh, so you you want to play Tampa Bay? Going, would have destroyed Detroit division, both times. Tampa's division is the easiest division in one of the. You're insane! Division. You're nuts! Really? No, oh, Carolina what? Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Playoff good? contender until yeah, late yeah, in the yeah. season. Okay. Saints are still in the Carolina playoff contention. Carolina has never been a clay playoff contender. And Atlanta's contender. was in it for about they were out of the playoffs in the fourth week. You idiot. No, they Listen, were not. They were 3-0, and as soon as they started losing three, four games consecutive. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, by the way. And by the way, they ran their quarterback off the field. They brought in Cam Newton, you moron. Because Darnold got like, hurt. Surprise, get surprise. Get Stop out of sucking Darnold's ass I'm and realize he ass. sucks too. That division is terrible. It's You're horrible. insane. Yeah. Stop. You don't the Saints you even know. The Saints suck. They're 8-8. If they win and they, the Niners lose, they're in the playoffs. They're not winning. And No, they're not. They're out of the playoffs. They are not they're out of no, the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. You want to put a That's bet on that? That's fine. I don't put a bet hold on. on. No, because San Francisco, I think, is going to win. I had San Francisco in the playoffs. To the say New Orleans is a crappy yeah, team, they're you're crappy, full of they're, shit. They're a crappy team. Look at their quarterback. They're a crappy team. Their quarterback sucks. You hold on. Sucks. As a Jets fan, you sucks. should want half that uh, roster tomorrow. That half that roster? Just that roster. It's a roster. Just imagine if James no. Winston didn't get. Imagine if Jameis Winston get, didn't get hurt, though, because here's another fun yeah. fact for you. Do you know Jameis Winston? has one more touchdown pass currently than Baker Mayfield, and Jameis hasn't played since Halloween. That's great. And Baker Mayfield sucked this year, and he has a bad shoulder. So what are we going to sit here and talk about, okay? Bad shoulder, bad knee, bad ankle, bad foot. I'm not going to sit here, and you're not going to try to sell me. I think it's all being lost in the wash, though. What's the penalty for Aaron Rodgers for lying about being vaccinated? Because let's be honest, he did lie, right? Good. That doesn't make him. That doesn't make him not the MVP. Lost three games. But but a few shows ago, you made an argument someone shouldn't get the MVP because they missed time. Well, Aaron Rodgers missed time. Yeah, he missed one game. (laughs) He missed one game. The best ability is availability. Guess who's been available for all the games? Yeah. That's great. That's great. And Aaron Rodgers has 35 touchdowns and four interceptions. He's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. He's been by the most. 2%. He has been the most consistent by, quarterback week in week that's out. That's not true. And he is the number one seed in the NFC as buddy. of right now. They, they are as of right now. They won the number one seed. They're the number one seed. They are a game up on the Rams and the Bucks. Doesn't matter. They have. They're the number one seed. Even if the Bucks win and the Rams it's win, they're the number one seed. It doesn't matter. If they lose this week, which they're probably not playing Aaron Rodgers, they're still the number one seed. Go look it up, buddy. I'm not. I'm going to look up something else for for you. Let me tell you something right quick. But all of those we're talking about inconsistency. We're talking about inconsistency in regards to the MVP. Obviously, Tom Brady is world class. Nobody's taking that away from him. He's a top four MVP candidate. I'm not saying that he's not. But he's yeah, not. He's not winning. We say inconsistent. When we say inconsistent. We're talking about MVP standards. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other level. Obviously, he's not inconsistent in regards to. The he's been. Inc- right, he's been inconsistent right. for two I'm games. I'm going to throw these year. stats out there, and the Brady lovers, or no, I'm sorry, the Rodgers lovers, will just listen to this. Okay, 133 yards at 
that New Orleans two picks when everyone was overreacting, saying Rodgers is done. So clearly, you were wrong about your when Aaron Rodgers goes He's to had New a good Orleans. Career take, against the oh, well, all right. Well, this year he did not. Well, good. All right, let's go on here. Mm-hmm. At Chicago, that he owns Chicago, right? Okay, great. Hundred ninety-five yards against Chicago. Aaron At Rogers Arizona, another playoff team, by the Aaron way. Aaron Hundred eighty-four yards in the air. Well, you can argue Aaron what you want. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. How oh, much you want to bet against Cleveland? Two hundred and two yards. How much? You another wanna, good defense. How much you want to bet? Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP. You want to bet on that too? He shouldn't. Yeah, he probably he shouldn't. Will. He probably he probably will win the MVP. But it's but it's not because Tom Brady isn't the better quarterback because he is. Errol, you and I were on the phone when when the Brady was playing the Jets, and you were literally going, "Who the hell is Cyril Grayson?" That's who was beating you. You want to talk about having no talent, dude? I told you, or Tyler Johnson. Don't 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 get me started, Jeff, because I was the one that told you the game was over and Brady was going to take him down, and you said no way. So don't get me started, Jeff. Don't get. I told you fifteen seconds. He was going to leave fifteen seconds on the board, and they were going to win. I told you you what was going to happen before it even happened. You totally called it. But Brady's also beating you with Cyril Grayson. He's not beating you with. Fournette, who's not there. Godwin, who's going to miss more than three games, by the way. Oh, Devontae missed. Grayson Godwin was open. The Jets left him open. He was wide open. He was throwing to Cyril Grayson the whole What kind of day did Cyril Grayson have? Go dude, and look at dude we could sit here. We can, dude, we could sit here all you want and argue the points of what Tom Brady did against the Jets. I told you what was going to happen because I knew what was going to happen because the Jets were playing prevent defense and there was you no way they were going to stop it, by him. The way. You definitely did call it, though. You I was sitting there. I said, I said when when Zach Wilson was going to get stopped, and he told me, "No, you you said no way he's going to get the yard or the two yards." He got stopped, and I said, "You watch Dude, on the three yard line." Over a, with a minute, over a minute going twenty yards, and I was like, "Oh, I I think it's over. He's taking too much time." And then the last sixty yards, he <laughs> he did it in. 40 seconds. It was crazy. Yeah, because the Jets were playing prevent defense, which I don't know what Robert Sala was thinking against Tom Brady. You don't play pre- prevent defense. You pro- you plug the middle up and you put pressure on Tom Brady to throw it inside the slant passes so you don't make him throw it down the field. And he threw it down the field and made it like so easy because that's what the Jets do. They choke at the end of the game because they don't play the right way. And they don't have the right pieces to win. They don't. And I'm not going to argue that. I was very happy that the Jets. Well, no one cares about the Jets. No, right now I right now I do. I'm a Jet fan, but they they're no good. They got pieces that I like. I mean, I like I like Hall. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a good player. I, I like some of the the young players. I like Michael Carter. Both Michael Carters look like they're good only players. you can turn an MVP discussion into something about the Jets. No, because you. I'm I'm telling you that what I saw with the Jets in that whole game is that no this. One cares. That their young players could play, and they're going to no be good. Yeah, I, I, that's fine. As far as the no MVP, the, as far as the MVP is concerned, I guarantee you, Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP. So he probably he probably will, but the the stats all favor Brady, and Rodgers had the hiccup thing with the vaccine, right? I don't that's think not, that's not a positive thing, by the way. Nobody said that it was. But if, for a writer to come out and say that he doesn't like to, he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers because he's a bad guy and he's not voting for him, <laughs> coming out and saying that it only makes him look like a fool, and he's lucky he doesn't lose his job. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a Bears, he's a Bears fan, a Chicago writer. That sounds pretty. Why? Biased. Because but why? Aaron Rodgers can go into Chicago, basically tell him that you can suck my dick he and walk out. He didn't say that. Oh come on! He went in there and said, "I own you." What do you think he that said means? He was there. He's their daddy. 
Right. Pedro what Mar- does that mean? Uh, that means come and suck it. That's what it means. Pedro Martinez called the Yankees the dad. Yeah, and the Yankees roasted him. Yeah. So okay, then. There you go. All right. Aaron Rodgers roasted him. All I'm saying is, why is Aaron Rodgers allowed to do whatever he wants and you'll defend him to the top? Go play harder. Go play harder against Aaron Rodgers. You had a chance to beat him twice. Twice this year. In we understand. Division. Well, he played very badly against them, as we just alluded to once. That's fine. You still didn't beat him. That's fine. When you have the chance to Because, by the way, you're acting like there's no talent. That defense in Green Bay is a pretty freaking good defense. This year, finally, they have a good defense. For the first time in Aaron Rodgers' illustrious career with that Green Bay Packer, they finally have a defense They're that can play. They're still going to get smoked in the playoffs. I don't think they will. Nope. They're going to lose to my Dallas Cowboys. You want to bet on that? <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to say this. Green Bay is going all the way to the Super Bowl this year. It's going to it's going to be with ease. They're going to the Not Super Bowl. Not if my Dallas Cowboys have anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, the, the beef, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I like the Dallas Cowboys. I like some of the young players. They have one of the best pass rushers, young pass rushers in the league. He looks like he's going to be a fantastic player for many, many years to come if he can stay healthy. This team has deficiencies, and we saw this for the last three weeks. And I like Dak Prescott. I really, really like Dak Prescott. He has not looked good. He has not looked good. And going into and the playoffs. Count, don't count out Arizona because they're going to get D-Hop yes. and James yes. Conner back. Yes. Yeah. Listen, I, I think Arizona's going to be good. And but, they have the best linebacker in football. <laughs> we know that. I know. We know you love him. Uh, but – I, Isaiah Simmons. No, not Isaiah Simmons. We know who you. Did like. you see the? Did you see the fumble he caused against Dallas this last weekend? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable play. Yep. Unbelievable play. Well, I, I think Isaiah Simmons should be a, a giant. Honestly. Yeah. Don't remind me. <laughs> I think he should be a giant. He shouldn't be an Arizona Cardinal. It doesn't matter what you think he should be. He is a Cardinal, and yes. he made an unbelievable play. He's mm-hmm. a good player. I, I like <clears throat> Isaiah Simmons. I, he's a great talent, but. I think when when you look at and, and Arizona, Arizona or Green Bay, Arizona or or L.A. or Dallas over Green Bay, nah. Green Bay is not going very far. I, I'm telling you right now, L.A. will be knocked out in the first round if they play Dallas, which that's what it seems like. I think Dallas could beat them. I I, I I just there's stuff about L.A. that I just don't like, and I and I think Sean McVay is on his way out. I just don't think this team is as good as everybody thinks they're going to be, and they added Von Miller. Let's be honest. Has Von Miller looked that great since he's been there? I think there? he's looked very good. I, I don't. I, I, he he's only done well the last two games. He disappears so in games. We'll see if that's yeah. a good stretch. He was also hurt when they traded for him. It doesn't matter. He, he's oh. the, the, You're only there for one more year. He's only there one year. He is going to be a free agent. They're not re-signing him. No, he's right. going to want big money. He, he's a, he's what, Before he got there, he had eight sacks. He's had what? Two sacks, four, three sacks since he's been there in the five or six games he's played. He yeah. hasn't. He hasn't been worth the second and fourth round pick that they gave up for him. They gave up a lot for him. No, was it a second or third? Second and third, yep. Th- second and third. They gave up a lot for him for a one-year rental. They have to win because if they don't win, that sets the team back. So they better win. They better find a way to win. And Cooper Cup better be 100% healthy because if they don't, you don't you're not going to depend on Odell Beckham to win the games because Odell Beckham, as good as he is, He's not the same player he once was. I mean, they have another receiver that's pretty goddamn great. Who's that? Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson's good. I don't want to say great. He's good. He can make plays. Dude, he's a second-year player. There's not – like, you're literally in rarefied air if you can be a first- or second-year player and do what he's doing. There's only a couple of them. Snook says – it's going to cost him votes for being a dick like Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Robbie Anderson for MVP. I uh, I kind of like the Jets. It's two wins a year for the Patriots. And first of three Super Bowls starting this year. How about them boys? 
Now, this is supposed to be the last of the three Super Bowls. Do you find it amazing that I became the world's biggest Dallas Cowboy fan this weekend? And immediately upon declaring my love for the Cowboys, Michael Gallup tears his ACL. Well, I, I don't think Michael Gallup would have made And Michael Parsons went to the COVID list. Well, I know you posted it. I know you have us in a, me, you, and Beeve in this like group text message. And I see your post and I laugh every time you have something to post in the beef. I know the beef is not very happy when he reads these things because it's about his Dallas Cowboys. And the beef thinks, What are you talking about? I'm, I'm the world's biggest fan now. Yeah, he thinks the Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. He, he really does Of course he it. does. Oh, we know this is the first of <laughs> he, three. He does. Yep. He, believe, he really believes it. He says that this team could absolutely... He, but he did say that Dak Prescott has looked like crap the last three weeks, so I don't know how we're going to win, but... Uh, he believes that Zeke Elliott's going to come back and he's going to rain, you know, rain fire on the league. So uh, I, I'm Barry Sanders 2.0. I, I mean, I know because the Cowboys historically have always gotten better in the playoffs. That's <laughs> not since the nineties. Have they been any good there? So yep. yeah, zero conference championship game since 1996. Uh, I, it's, it's interesting, but uh, a lot of the Cowboy fans, dude, we have, like three bars out here that are cowboy, like cowboy mania. I've been to one of them when the Cowboys were in the playoffs. They are so gullible. And, and you you can't be a Giant fan, a Green Bay Packer fan, or an Eagles fan if you go into that bar. If you're any of those, they will kill you, okay? I, I've seen the beef. <laughs> the beef and me went there one time uh, at the Green Turtle. Uh, and the Beave is, is a Cowboy fan. I'm not lying to you. And I'm a Jet fan, so it doesn't really matter. They don't give a shit about Jet fans. They really don't. No, um, no one does. Yeah, they, they don't because they're, they're not in the same division. One, they, they, they just they, – they do play well against the Cowboys. They beat the Cowboys a lot. So, yes, Jeff's favorite game of 2019. Yeah, they do beat the Cowboys a lot. But uh, they don't care about the Jets. They don't – it doesn't kill them. But the Beave, man – when he saw all these Cowboy fans, he loved it, man. I've never seen a smile on his face, but he would be so loud when they couldn't run the ball. And, and by the way, the Cowboys won that game when, when we went to the playoff thing and we went to the Green Turtle. There was, I've never seen so many, green, so many Cowboy fans in one bar, okay? The whole bar was Cowboy fans. I swear what to God. What they serve there? Sadness? Uh, <laughs> out of food's all right. That, now, the real question, did anybody, did anybody spill their drink when Des dropped it? <laughs> Uh, actually, Dak won that, that. He ran the touchdown in. He jumped over. Remember when he jumped? Oh, over? Uh, the Seattle game. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, we were there for the Seattle game, and, okay. and the Beaver was there. And he was so. I've never seen such a smile on somebody's face when he was around all those Cowboy fans. I've never seen it. He you know was smile. They hadn't won a cow. They hadn't won a playoff game in like twenty years at that point. Yeah, but you know, the one thing about the Beef is you cannot. If you're watching a Cowboy game with him. You cannot. You just sit there and just watch him. It, it, you can't watch the game. You watch him because his facial expressions. He's he he gets so angry. He throws things. It is some of the funniest stuff you ever see. I'll just sit there and just watch him. I'll eat my popcorn, eat my pizza, or drink drink my my coke or whatever the hell he's doing over there, and just watch him. And he's throwing things. He's throwing bottle caps at the TV. He's throwing. I'm surprised he hasn't broken the TV. I, I, I he's crazy. <laughs> Well, you know the Cowboys are undefeated this year, right? Well, they have ele- they have eleven wins. No one in the NFL has defeated them, and they have four losses to the referees. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. He blames the referees. He's not right. He's not every lying. time. Every time. 
Yeah, he, he what a what a pussy. <laughs> he does. He likes pointing pointing out that the referees screw up and make mistakes. But it is funny. I, I I'm telling you, it is the best. If you've never watched a football game or watched a Dallas Cowboy game with the Beef, it is some. It's definitely something. I I've taped and he he gets sometimes he's drunk when he watches it because he drinks a lot of beer when the game is going on. I mean, if you looked like him, you'd drink that much. <laughs> It's fun. It, it definitely is something that you 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 wouldn't you wouldn't experience until you go and hang out with him and watch a football uh, cowboy game with him. So that's that's something you have to do. What are the matchups? Do, do we know what the matchups are? As of right now, yes, actually we do. Let me do the NFL playoff. All right, while well, you do that, uh, Stuck says, hmm, maybe Zeke and Dak switch positions and boom, Super Bowl bound. Sounds about right. The Beef walks into a bar full of dudes and he smiles from ear to ear. Well, yeah, he smiles until he starts throwing things. And then... That's the most accurate comment I've ever heard. <laughs> yes, your, uh, your patron saint snug the cat. As of right now, if uh, the season were to end today, um, Tennessee would have the bye. Kansas City would play the Chargers in Tennessee the wouldn't have the bye, would they? Kansas City. Yes, the, no, no, Tennessee one. has had tiebreaker on, tennis, on Kansas Tennessee. City. Oh, they really? beat them early in the yes. season, yep. Tennessee is the number one. They're the same record, so none none of this is set in stone because the seventh seed is not even set if in stone. If Tennessee, if Tennessee, I'm just saying, if the season were to end today, Tennessee would have the they would have the bye. It would be Kansas and then City. Kansas City would play with the Chargers, Chargers probably. Yes, Kansas City or Chargers Raiders, or Raiders. Whoever wins that game, got it. Um, Pretty much the Bengals. And the Colts, the Colts, the next one, and then the Buffalo Bills versus the Patriots. That's, that's where a terrible would, matchup. That that that's where it would be uh, for the for the NFC. Green Bay <laughs> would obviously have the bye. Um, it would be the uh, Rams. Buccaneers. I think are two, and then the Bucks Rams, are three because the Rams beat them head to head. Bucks, <laughs> Eagles. Um, it would be Bucks, Eagles, uh, Arizona. San Francisco, and it would be Cowboys Rams. Mm. Can we talk about the 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 Washington football team for a second? Mm-hmm. Just one second, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You saw what happened on Sunday, right? That yep. railing collapsed and whatever. Yep. Yeah. Did you see Dan Snyder's fix for that? By the way, no, I didn't. I wouldn't want to put it past zip- Dan Snyder, <laughs> dude. He zip tied that railing to another railing. Did he? He zip tied it. <laughs> That's what he did. That was the fix. Zip ties. Hey, hey, hey. Well, Dan Schneider is good not old Dan owner. Snyder. He's not even the owner of the team. His wife is. <laughs> exactly. No, that gives him more time to no, create he's, sabotage. He's the majority. She's the minority, though. He he still owns like eighty percent of it or seventy five percent of it. Yeah. Still, nevertheless, it gives him a, it gives him more incentive how to create sabotage. Run, he, how is he not being run out of position and ownership over there after what happened to John Gruden? John Gruden got oh, John Gruden was the fall guy. He, everybody's getting fall. You know, getting 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 tossed away and this man who's the biggest racist the biggest sexist the biggest disgusting person in all of football this guy still owns a team he still he still has ownership of this Washington football team this is hard why money right but even if he were to like this is the the crazy part about that even if they were to kick him out of the league and say you're not the owner anymore all he has to do is sell the team to his wife the wife's already been approved as an owner so the family's not going to lose control no matter what now I know it's it's horrible. This is this is horrible, and and he's laughing to the bank because there are you know. And I'm not saying John Gruden's innocent because he's not. He's absolutely not innocent, and I'm not saying that he is. Uh, 
But for him to get the fall, he to fall on this, and everybody <clears throat> else around him is getting the fall on it. And Dan Schneider sitting there laughing, ha ha ha! I still own a team, and I'm not going to get in. It doesn't look like I'm going to get in trouble for this. To me is a catastrophe, and the NFL needs to be looked at, and, and something needs to be done. Roger Goodell should be dropping the hammer on this guy. He should be dropping the hammer on this He's guy. He's probably Roger Goodell's only supporter at this point. Uh, I don't think so, because, um, you know, uh, what's his name again? Or your, well, not your Cowboys. Uh, the, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones loves Roger Goodell. Absolutely loves him, okay? Well, and the Maras love him. The Maras love him. didn't love him so much when he was suspended Zeke Elliott, though. <laughs> and even though Roger, Robert Kraft and him has had, has had their turmoil, Robert Kraft loves him too. So, I, I mean, a lot of the big owners. Wait a minute. Didn't Jerry Jones petition to get him out of all? No. Yup. Yep. When was that? Like two when, years when ago. He's a, when but why does he love him now? Why is, why does he love him now? Because that was, that was after he's on the his love. That was, that was after the thing. But, yeah, when, when he loves him now. he's right. When, when Goodell suspended Zeke Elliott for nothing. Yeah. Right for literally for nothing, he went around to the owners and tried to petition them to to have him removed. And now he loves him because he's made him money. <laughs> I mean, that's all those people care about at the end of the day. When was the last time you've seen a rich dude care about anything other than money? Yeah, I guess you're right, but uh, it's it, it to me, and it's a foolproof job. Yeah. It's a foolproof job. Who couldn't call a beer company? And say, I say that would too. you like would you like to be the official beer of the NFL? And everyone's gonna go, yeah. How much? <laughs> every every year, thing. every year, uh, the price for thirty second ads during the Super Bowl goes up like a million dollars, like every year. Mm-hmm. And companies are still lining up, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the NFL, right? Because everyone knows they're gonna watch. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows everybody's watching at that moment, so yep. they pay it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is what it is. So if they were to say, I, I don't know who it is, Bud Light, I think, or, mm-hmm. but you know, Budweiser has, is the official beer. Dorito. If they dropped mm-hmm. them, right. Whatever. If they dropped them and said, Hey, Miller Light, mm-hmm. care to give a shit? They'd be like, <laughs> How much? You're right. And I, and I say that the same way, just like with Rob Manford and all these. All these uh, commissioners. Oh, Ryan Manford's an asshole. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm He's just, a disgrace. A, a absolute disgrace. If I was firing a, Ken Rosenthal, has got to be one of the biggest disgraces I've ever seen in my life. Well, he's an idiot, and and, and Rob Manford's on his what, way. Out. Rosenthal? No, no, no. I, I'm saying, I'm saying that Rob Manford's an ass, and he's on his way out. 2024, guarantee you, Theo Theo Epstein's going to take over for the major. Why, but why did Ken, Why are you firing Ken Rosenthal? How do you even have the authority to do that? Because it's the MLB network. They run it. He's the commissioner, and he could do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, I don't know. If I'm I'm Ken Rosenthal, I'm calling somebody, and that's going to be a lawsuit. I mean, questioning the authority is retarded. He is the authority for MLB network. The MLB owns the network. So, yeah, he can do what he wants. Is it right what he did? No. But he certainly has the authority to do it. No, absolutely. And, and, and you look at all these commissioners. Me, Jeff, you could be the commissioner of the NFL. You could be the commissioner of the NBA or whatever that. Hey, and you I could become get these... commissioner of the NFL. It's going to be Brazzers ads nonstop during, during <laughs> NFL games. I, I mean, you. I, everybody says how much Roger Goodell's made for the league. I think anybody would make the money that he is. he's dishing out and he's getting. Look at, look at the money he's making every year. He's making, what, $48 million a year? He's making more than any player and in the NFL. And lifetime insurance yes. and a private plane yes. and all kinds of stuff. Yes, his family also has lifetime insurance too. 
So it's horrible. By the way, the players don't have lifetime insurance. So what the hell is that yes, all about? Yes, they do. Now they do? Finally, they got that. Because they, they got it. They got it in the last CBA, dude. No, when was the last CBA? 2011. All right. So, well, with the whole CTE thing and stuff like that, and with the money that they, the players were complaining about that. That they didn't have right, lifetime. But they also, chance. but the, uh, but the old play, the the big win in the last CBA was yeah. uh, all the money that the um, all the retired players got too, mm-hmm. because they got vested into a retirement plan. Mm-hmm. says, "I'm Dan- too late for some of them, but." Stuck says Dan Snyder has to be a pretty smart dude to get away with the shit he gets away with. Mm-hmm. Hostess called me today and are begging for the the official cupcake for Snook the Cat. I would hold out for more money. And I wonder what brand is the official coleslaw of the beef. <laughs> so, Jeff, if you were to become NFL commissioner, would, would the beef's deli be an official sponsor just so you could wear him out again? Well, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I could make do you, like, but this is what I'm saying. Do you realize how much money I could make the beef hawking his coleslaw? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, be, and, and before you go, oh, that's ridiculous. Did you see the college bowl game where that jack wagon had a bucket of mayo dumped yes, on him? Yes. Uh, the South Carolina coach, yeah. Right, because it was sponsored by Duke's, Duke's mayo. mayo bowl, if yep. Duke's mayo can get it can get a bowl game, I'm pretty sure I can get Beeb's coleslaw or a couple of 30 seconds we'll we'll, during some NFL games. We'll call it the, the coach didn't even want it. He was like dissing the mayo in the, in the pregame and we'll like before it, that. So. We'll call it cowslaw. We'll call it cowslaw. The 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 official coleslaw of the beef. <laughs> I mean, it's just, dude, like literally it's, you could do anything you wanted and never lose money. That's what's crazy about it. Mm. Stuck says, mm, tasty Duke's mayo. Well, All right, Stuck, you want to go coach a college football team so you can play in the mayo bowl? You know, it's so funny. It's so funny with the beef. When you were on the phone, when, when you were, when we were at, I was at his house on Sunday uh, his father was sitting there, and he was like, "Who the hell is that?" I said, "That's Jeff from the show." It, it is, it is hilarious. It, you should have saw his father's face when he when you were making fun of him and and the different things about you're a cowboy fan. He's like, "Who the hell is a cowboy fan?" Because his father's a Jet fan, his brother is a Patriot <clears throat> fan, his sister is a Patriot fan, but for the wrong reasons. His sister's a Patriot fan. She's like obsessed with like a. I think she was obsessed with Julius Rand- Julius Edel- Julian Edelman. She likes. In- she was like in love with him. A lot of girls love the Julian Edelman. Yeah, she loved Julian Edelman, and she she loves Tom Brady. You know what I mean? And and her, her his brother her his brother's always been a Patriot fan, even since Drew Bledsoe. So I like, can't say he's like a a fake Patriot fan. I, I think he's been a Patriot fan since the beginning. It's just weird. It's like when you, when you look at the fans, the like what they are in sports it, with his family, you wouldn't. You you can't you can't understand it. You know it's just like weird. And he became a cowboy fan because his mother gave him a star jacket when he was well, I think twelve or eleven, and that's how he became a cowboy. Fan. I mean, but it it would be so easy to make money as commissioner. You just let all the current contracts expire whenever they expire, and then open up the bidding again. Like I said, with Anheuser Busch, they're the beer of the NFL with Bud and Bud Light and whatever, right? Yeah, they have all those custom ex- team cans. Yeah, right. You just let that contract expire, and then you open it up to Coors and uh, you know Miller and all these other companies, and the highest bidder is going to win, right? And they're going to pay out the ass for it. 
It's like a foolproof model. Carl says the Worldwide Sports Radio Network Bowl, exclamation point. Snuck says slap saw made fresh daily by the Beeve. Mm-hmm. Carl says WWSRM Bowl coming live to you from the Meadowlands or from the Long Island Expressway. <laughs> and Snuck says so the Beeve's sister and brother got the brains in the family. Oh, God. Don't talk about his family, Snuck. Oh, no. Don't oh, no. Talk. That's more of a dig at Beeve, but he won't take it like that because a family member was mentioned. Don't talk about his family. Is that other guy's? still on the phone who no he's gone he's gone he got very upset at you you know he who? was a he's a big kevin, kevin. he's a big tip he's a he, listen he's a big tom brady fan but when you were saying when you weren't giving aaron Rodgers his credit he was he hung up on you no he what likes credit? brady but he's also a packers fan so what credit did i not give him he should be second or third in the mvp voting no he shouldn't packers taylor fans. should win it but did you guys watch the packers game the other day did you watch the packers game which packers what game? in Dude, the Packers, uh, when they played this week, who'd they play? They Minnesota. Played, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Did you watch that game? Bits and pieces. Sunday night? Bits and pieces of it. Dude, did you see how ugly the people in Green Bay are? There were no it's shirts. Like the, it's literally like the cast of Making a Murderer showed up to the, to the thing. What an ugly group of people. And that's life in Wisconsin. Horrible looking people. Well, I will say this. It, it is freezing. It was freezing and there were people with freezing no, here. No, but it was it was <laughs> Not below to the level of Wisconsin. It was no, below zero. It's freezing here. It's it gonna was be colder with there. the wind chill over there was below zero. Okay. It was seventy one here. Yeah, it, it was below zero. And people, dude, you could see Aaron Rodgers, he was freezing. And these guys are wearing no shirts for the whole game. Throughout the game with Belosi, I, I don't know how they do it. I, I don't know how they weren't sick it's or they It's called dumb. alcohol arrow. Yeah, I'm the, sure. The, the, the Giants in 2016 decided to be cocky like that, too, and it backfired. Uh, dude, dude, it was freezing. I, I, I don't know how these guys are sitting out there in that cold with no shirt on. I, I, I would be freezing my balls off. Hera, so now that, now that the season's ending, do you guys have a Super Bowl favorite? Is your, is I'm your gonna, pick still I'm, in I'm going to stick with the same guys I picked before the season started. I'm going to go Tennessee, Green Bay, in the Super Bowl. I'm going to go – well, we're going we're gonna to do our picks, and we're going to go Two number one this. seeds? When was the last time two number one seeds made the Super Bowl? That uh, would be pretty wild. It is pretty wild. Um, no, but, it, was re- it was recent. It was the Patriots-Eagles. That was both one seeds. I mean, the Eagles were kind of an underdog, but they were technically a one seed. Right, but that's like the only – that's like the, the only matchup in the last 20 years that's been like a one and one seed, you know? Panthers-Broncos was – Was it the Rams and Patriots? No, they were both two seeds. Oh. The Saints and the Chiefs are both one seeds. They both lost in the conference championship. Um, the Patriots Seahawks were, and I gotta I gotta really Seahawks, think about Broncos. it. Yeah, there were actually a good amount of them, Jeff. And by the way, the beef came in. I knew it, Snug. I knew it. You're attacking, and he's here. He's he's cursing, so he's not happy. Carl says, WWSRN Bowl presented by all Say right. to Our Karate. Why don't we all just simmer down? The, the war- it's a new year. We can be better people. Yeah. Carl also says the worst. New year. I've had a bad, I've had a bad five Doubtful. days. The worst is when Packers fans wear the bright orange out. hunting suits to the game. Mike Lennon threw for 24 yards. Ha ha. Yes, the Giants also had minus 10 in net <laughs> passing yards, including the sacks as well, Carl. And Sark says the Cowboys, duh, are winning the Super Bowl. Well, the Cowboys were a number one seed a couple of times. And what did they do? They lost to the Giants in 2007. They lost to the Packers in 2016. I, I, I've got the Cowboys going all the way, man. I, I can't see anything other than that. This is the first of three in a row for Dak. <laughs> 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 three in a row. I, I I do believe that Dak will win a Super Bowl. I don't. I definitely don't think three in a row. I, I don't think he's. I'll, I'll make, so where will he get traded? So. 
I'll make you this promise, Errol. If it ain't this year, it's not happening. Really? You think so? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know so. I know so because the Cowboys are in this position now, and that's great. They're going into salary cap hell after the season when Dak's contract gets bigger and bigger, and they're not going to be able to re-sign their people, and they're not going to be able to get free agents. And it's it's not a recipe for success. Look what look what's happening to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. They re-signed all their guys from the Super Bowl team, so they stayed the same, and other teams got better. And now they're the three seed and moving down. Now everyone's getting hurt, and they're falling apart. That's what's going to happen to Dallas. They don't have enough salary cap room with Do- with Dak's contract to sign anybody past this year. And they're not young. I mean, that offensive line is old. I mean, uh, that that's not a young team. You, you want to build around youth and draft picks. And even though they were right about Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons a beast, he's a great young player. The, the rest of the roster, they're pretty old. I mean, uh, Gallup, I mean that's not true either. But. No, Gallup and C.D. Lamb, obviously. But Gallup's going to be gone next year. They're not bringing him back. Um, but, but, Van Der Esch, but, but, they're not bringing him back. They, they're not going to have the money for him. They signed him already. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Mm-mm. They didn't D- extend Diggs him. at corner is young. I'm sorry? Diggs at corner is young. Diggs, yes, they have some good young players, but they're, they're more of a veteran team. They're not young. I mean, what are they? I think, Speedy, what, the 20th oldest team in the NFL? They have a lot of like big contracts that are old, and I think that's the main point of, of what Jeff is saying about they're going to be in salary cap hell. If they, that's what I'm saying, you build around youth, yeah, so you, but you have them. They have, you have control. Yeah, they them. have found they have found better late round picks to help out that defense. Not that they're stars. Parsons is a star, but not that they're helping their defense. But it's making their defense, I guess, serviceable this year. But they, but they have the highest paid guy at every position. Is that is Zeke still the highest paid running back, or what is he? Not anymore. He's he's two because Christian McCaffrey's number one now. But whatever. What? But you know what I'm so. All right, he's the second highest paid running back. Mm -hmm. Do they still have the highest paid receiver? Is he number two? Second. So he's number two. Do they still have the highest paid uh, pass rusher in in Lawrence? No. No, not by a long shot anymore. He he was only the top five at the time, and then Khalil Mack got his contract. Uh, Aaron Donald got another contract. Uh, uh, Miles Garrett. Miles contract I thought was before Lawrence's. Lawrence's was just no, but his was still bigger than Lawrence. And then Miles Garrett's contract I think is now the biggest at the moment. As it should be. You know, they're still gonna they're still gonna eat salary, and I don't know how much, but there's still gonna be some dead salary uh, right. cap space from uh, releasing Jalen Smith. Yep. First of all, T.J. Watt to me should be getting a big contract. He's he's yeah. he's a beast of a man. They're in do. negotiations for that. They just the Steelers front office is always stingy. That so. man, that man is a beast. No, you can't lose him. If you no, lose they him cannot. That defense, no, I know. that defense goes from average but, to zero. Yeah. He's going to be better the than Cowboys. his brother. They have, they have like the top paid guy or the second highest paid guy at every position. That's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's unless they plan on trading some of these guys, which I don't know who's trading for Zeke at that number. No. I don't know. You know, I don't know who's trading for some of these guys. What is the record for sacks in a year? 23, I believe, is the new one because they, they just changed it because they have the stat numbers now from going back all the way to the pre-AFL-NFL so, so merger. So he has 20, 21 and a half sacks. He could break the record. He um, could. He needs he needs one and a half sacks to do so. The guy, was he played for the Lions. I think his name was Al Baker at 23 in the season. That previously broke the straight-hand record, which was 22 I mean, and a half if nobody of thinks, And he's only played 14 games, okay? He right. didn't even play, he didn't even play the, the full 18-game season. This right. guy is the no... No argument. The best, uh, to me, uh, but Al the Becker defensive guy player. Probably the... played ten or twelve games. 
No, he played in the 90s or wow. 80s, so I don't think I think no. they still had 16 games. Listen to this, 76 games, he has 71 sacks. He's on pace. He's on first of all, he's he's going to be better than his brother, but he's on pace to break records, like single season record. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's having a, I didn't I thought he was going to be a good player, right. especially he fell. He really fell in the draft. Yeah, he I was, actually I actually was surprised he was pick. drafted as early as he was. I, I thought it was more just the name. What? TJ Watt. Think fell in the draft? TJ Watt. TJ Watt fell. Yeah. He was still middle of the first or whatever. Yeah, was. I actually was surprised. I actually was surprised at that at that time. But uh, Tyler, to answer your question, Al Baker, he, it was actually his rookie year, believe it or not. He had 23 sacks, 16 games he played in. Uh, if you look at DJ Watt, I mean, how many years has he been in a league? This uh, is his fifth year. Fourth? Fifth year. Fourth year? Fifth year. Fifth year. Fifth year. Fifth year. He has 71 sacks. I mean, it's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, they don't want to franchise him. They want to get a deal oh, done. You franchise they have him. to. They dude, have to, yeah. Dude, you, you franchise him, he's not going to re-sign with that team. No mm-hmm. way. Right. No way. There'll be teams lining up for him, ready to pay him. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, you don't you don't want to piss that guy off when he's one of the best defenders in the league. You're not going to franchise him and play games with him. You need to just pay him and bite the bullet. That guy is a beast so, of a So man. if you're like a few million dollars off, you're just going to let him walk? You're not going to franchise him and... No, but seeing like, the Steelers the way they operate no, normally. Him. If I'm a few million dollars off, I'm just paying him, so there's yeah, no problem. They have to, yeah. They're gonna, rather, there's a lot than, of holes that than, team needs. There's a lot of them. Man, there's, there's a lot of holes more there, created there with TJ Watt gone, though. Well, I understand. There's a lot of them, but over a few million dollars, because you're the one that brought up a few million dollars. So let's just go with a few. Yeah, right? but a few to me oh, is like on. five or ten. Hold on. Okay, fine. You're off by five or ten million dollars. Are you risking what happened with Dak, mm-hmm. where you're playing around with him? You don't want to pay him, and then you franchise him. You're going to piss him off. A pass, pass rusher is hard to find. No, I, I, I'm not disagreeing that they shouldn't pay him, but what I'm saying is, if you franchise him, you get that another year of negotiations, so you both can get what you want. And and you also risk uh, pissing him off. And well, that's how and it's done. If they're going to say no, it. we're not negotiating with you. Take it or leave it. Then yeah, he's going to get pissed off. But if you're, if the you know relationships that great him, between him gonna, and Pittsburgh, it shouldn't piss him off but, that bad. It, even if you franchise him, it's going to piss him off because that's exactly what happened with Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. Dak. Mm-hmm. The list would go on and on. Yep. It's it's a sign of disrespect that you're going to make me play for one year. People want the long term money. People want the guaranteed money and the security. He's the best and pass rusher gonna, in the league. You, you're going to give and him you're not going to give the guy security after he's been that good for you. That's a slap in the face. He's going to break if he breaks the sack record this year. He's the yeah. You know, there's nobody. He to me, well, he's also injury prone too. Pittsburgh needs to take that into account. I don't give. A he's point. only missed. He's only missed four games. If he becomes year. available, there will be teams like the Jets. No, the Jets, like one or two. The Jets haven't had a pass rusher uh, since John Abraham. Could you imagine him on that Jets defense? I know the Jets oh, would spend that's big right. bucks. Everybody to the I'm not Jets. just. I'm, I didn't say that. I'm saying the Jets would be lining up for him. There'll be a ton of teams well, lining up. Why are we up acting for him. like I didn't say pay the man? Pay the man. Give him his money and keep him there. But what I'm saying is, do not act like this franchise thing is. Oh well, they franchise him. That's it. The relationship's over. Well, that, that, well, the Steelers are going to be no, no, probably talent-wise doomed either way, just because they don't have a lot of it. But they, and they have to pay keep, Minka too. Don't they got to keep some people. I don't know. He had. A, he didn't have a great year this year. He I'm might be the one walking. The relationship would be over, though, Tyler. All I'm saying is, why not just keep the peace and reward a guy for doing his job rather than screwing with them? Look at look at all the drama it's caused with these other teams when you start screwing with people like that. Isn't it worth five or ten million dollars not to have the whole Dak Prescott situation leak into your locker room? 
I agree with you 100%. I'm not saying you're wrong at all. All I'm saying to you is... And they're going to draft a rookie quarterback. You might as well pay him now. You might as well pay him now. And what's $10 million over the life of five years? $2 million bucks a year? You're not right, going to make that kind of you bullshit need, You need a lot of things. That offensive line is not very good. They don't really have a playmaker to really worth noting at all. Deont- no oh, by the way, the one guy they do have, they Deontay Johnson, you got to pay him to. The, no the offensive line's beat up constantly. Guys. And the defense no is T.J. Watt, and that's it. No one gives a shit about any of those guys. They need a quarterback more than they need anything. And they're all- well, right, but how are you signing a quarterback with no money? Well, I should draft one. They should draft one. Yeah, but draft are you trading up again? They're going to get the Pitts quarterback. The pick quarterback's going to Are you trading up to get him? No, I think he's going to be available wherever they're drafting. They won't need to trade up. There's going to be a quality quarterback that's going to fall to them. Why Why would you trade up? The, the, I think so. The first, the first 10 picks in this draft aren't going to be quarterbacks. Probably. I agree with you. And probably as well, with Big Ben likely retiring, that money comes off too. Yeah, so. that's what I said. You pay TJ Watt and you draft a quarterback. This is the perfect time to do it. I understand what you're saying. But I also heard nothing but for a year and a half now that this quarterback class sucks. They always say I mean, that. And the best quarterback that. in my <laughs> mind just freaking broke his leg. So what Who's are we going to do now? Corral. Corral. I think Corral's going to be the best out of all of them, yep. Mm-hmm. He, he could be. He's. He, uh, I could think of another guy that that, that town would probably like to have the kid more Pitt. than anybody. The kid from Pitt. Kenny Pickett. Yeah, and that's where I think he's going. I think Kenny Pickett is who had a monster Who had a monster year. Which, by the way, people the are around. saying he's the best quarterback in this class. <clears throat> Which he's also, if you look at like the history of quarterbacks on who comes into the league and does well versus who comes into the league and needs development, Kenny Pickett's more likely to succeed right away. He's a fifth year senior, mm-hmm. right? So that yeah. bodes well for him too, right? So Kenny Pickett's there. And if, even if you don't get Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis wouldn't be a bad, you know, consolation prize if Corral's not there. Mm. I, I think they're, they're going to get a good quarterback. Yeah, they're not going to need to trade up though. It's all. Remember, it's, you it, know this. It doesn't matter how talented they could say a quarterback class sucks, and we've seen quarterback class suck, and they're actually good quarterback classes. Remember Patrick Mahomes' class, but besides Deshaun Watson, who was a national champion and all that other stuff, they were saying that quarterback class was going to be horrible. That was going to be gonna, horrible. Patrick Mahomes and I'll, became and I'll a say star. Mm-hmm. I'll say something to make all of you fucking groan, and it'll be great. But they have a quarterback on that roster that they possibly huh. could turn to. Who's that? Dwayne Haskins. Oh, God, please. You say, oh, God, but he got kicked out of Washington, and he's been sitting on the bench learning from Tomlin and Roethlisberger now for a second year. So maybe, and I'm not saying it's a great option, but maybe he could do the job next year. Hmm. It could. I mean, we, I mean he could do the job thought... to get them a lottery pick and take Bryce Love. They could do that. Bryce Young. Bryce, Bryce Young, whatever the hell. You're Bryce in love with Bryce Love. Bryce Love's a running back. You're in love with Bryce Love. I did that last week, too. He looked at me funny. What, right-handed Tua? Right-handed Tua? <laughs> I don't know. That kid looks a lot better than Tua. And I, I, I'm not a big fan of Tua now, but... He Bryce Young I'm, I'm just good. saying, does he, look, does he look a lot better? Like, here's the thing. He looks better than Tua now because he's playing college. Uh-huh. He looks the same as Tua on the same playing field. Like if I you would look agree. at college Tua versus versus Bryce Young in college because mm-hmm. that's the comparison. They're kind of the same. I would agree with you. I I, I think Bryce Young's a little better yes. than Tua. Yeah, I do but, too. But saying Bryce Young looks better than Tua is 
just ridiculous because it's just you can't compare college opponents to NFL opponents. No, and I and I well, think, no, I was comparing Bama to Bama. I wasn't comparing Miami. To I mean, he's the best quarterback. He's going to get Hulk smashed on Monday night. <laughs> yes, but the, the, I think Bryce Young has been the best quarterback to come. He will be the best quarterback to come out of Alabama in a while. Mm-hmm. I, I I would say that. But not by much, like because Mac Jones looks like he's going to achieve. He's he's going to be very successful because of the the team that he's playing for. Uh, Tua looks like he's going to be a bust. Yeah, that's what and, it seems like. And yeah. you say Tua's going to get Young traded is, for Deshaun Watson, probably. Yeah, probably. And, and and you say Bryce Young looks good now, but wait till you see that Johnson kid play next year. I bet you he's going to shoot up a lot of people's draft boards. Jonathan, who? No, Johnson. The transfer quarterback from LSU, he's going to play te- uh, at Texas A&M. Oh, yeah. And he's going to yeah, chuck, he's gonna chuck yep. the ball all mm-hmm. over the field, and he's going to look unbelievable. And no one's – you know, there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks in next year's draft. Did, a did ton they, of them. Did they end up getting his brother too? Because I know that was a rumor. Yeah. Nice. Five-star tight end. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. I heard that. I heard about that. He left, and he went over there to play with his brother. Mm-hmm. And they're both going to be drafted. Leave it to Brian Kelly to lose all the LSU players. <laughs> don't don't feel bad for Brian Kelly. He's getting young Arch Manning. Oh, oh you think You're so? You're going to steal huh? him from Lane Kiffin and, uh, and Georgia no, and all the other teams that were in on it? First of all, <clears throat> if you want to go down this route, he's not going to Alabama. They already have two five-star kids no. already in waiting. No, I was saying Georgia right? and Ole Miss were the other ones in that and running. He's not going, and he's not going to Georgia. They have their five-star kids there as well. Who's a team that's going to run an NFL-style offense with no quarterback? Mm. LSU. And he would be able to stay home to do it because he lives in, in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That, that could be an interesting... I'd, I'd, be, I'd be willing to bet that that's where he ends up. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that Max Johnson just all of a sudden decided to transfer. Mm. Do you... Th- think it was all of a sudden a coincidence that Caleb Williams transferred out of Oklahoma <laughs> and then in, and then an hour later Dylan Gabriel announced he was switching his commitment from UCLA to Oklahoma yeah in, within the hour I, yeah. I think I think a lot of people are blowing up Arch Manning to be something like 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 Peyton and and they trying to say that he's better than Peyton and Eli well I, I don't know about all that I, I mean it, certainly it, I, better than them at that level you got you got like you're taking Super Bowl champions and going, how's a high school kid better than? No, you got to judge them on that level, and at that level, he's miles ahead of either Eli or Peyton. Mm-hmm. Jeff, do you remember that uh, Peyton Manning was actually the backup quarterback at Tennessee to Todd Helton? Yeah, dude, unbelievable squad they had back then. Do you know who the the quarterback coach was? No, I do not. David Cutcliffe. Oh, okay. Right. You want, you want me to predict where Manning. Arch Manning's going to be drafted? The Saints. <laughs> you laugh. He might end what up I, in green. Uh, what do you mean green? The Jets. Nah, he's not going to the Jets. Nah. Hey, that would that would about be on the timeline, right? Three, four, or four years from now, that mm-hmm. that would be the end of uh, Zach Wilson's contract if it didn't work out. And I'm not saying that it won't. I, I think Zach Wilson's going to be good. I, I, I'm not worried about that. I. I think Arch Manning's not going to the Jets. I, I think I think the Saints because I think still apparently then, the Saints are going to go get Russell Wilson. I don't believe that. Talk about another team that needs to set up cap space though. The Saints and, need to and, make it and work, you have so. to give up a lot for him. You, 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 people have to understand something. To get Russell Wilson, you're going to have to give up at least three first round 
maybe if you're lucky, two first-round picks and a starter. To you get also have to make Sean Russell Payton want to stay. What happened? You have to make Sean Payton want to stay. Sean Payton's going to stay. Where's you he going to go? Will... The Giants? Nah, he's not going to the Giants. Why? Oh, hold on. Why Why wouldn't he stay, though? He has, like, full control of Yeah, the he's a king over there. He, he's not leaving. He, listen, all I'm saying is he gets uh, – these rumors tend to come out every three or four years. He wants to leave. He's leaving. So the Cowboy thing got real hot a few years ago, right? The Cowboys want to trade Sean Payton, blah, 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 blah. It, it, to me, it made no sense. But if Sean Payton were to leave New Orleans right now, I get it. I understand. I don't think he's leaving New Orleans. But he's not. But, like, people – like, here's the thing for me, and I'm not saying that you could be wrong. Maybe he does leave. But the thing for me is I've never seen a coach leave a situation where he's essentially the GM and the coach mm-hmm. and give up control just to be a coach. Like, is, does that happen? I don't think it does. No. But think about think the timeline. Joe Judge might get fired. Dave Gettleman's gone. So why wouldn't Sean Payton get You're that? You're saying that the Marriott's would hire him as GM and coach? Because I don't think that they would. Why not? He's got the track record to back it up. Because and the Giants really had... are in a position now of desperation. They've had three failed tenured coaches in about five years. Mm-hmm. They've been the worst team in the five, last five years in the NFL. They, 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 they really need That's to get a guy in there to stabilize they, they shit. They have. They have the worst record. But also think about this, too. There's only two like coach GMs that I can remember recently that was actually successful fluently. Obviously, Belichick and then Marvin Lewis with the Bengals. They didn't have a real and GM. And Sean Payton in New Orleans. But yeah, but now they have Loomis, and Loomis has been a good GM for the last— He's been a very good GM. Six but, years or but so. Sean Payton's also got a huge I, I understand. Say. I understand huge that. Say. And Mickey I Loomis ain't doing nothing they, Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton's done phenomenally, with, especially with the late-round picks, to making them fit in his— in his offense and his team, no question. But still, to get that kind of thing to automatically transfer onto the Giants could be a lot harder when the Giants don't He's have... He's not going to the Giants. When the Giants really don't have that same level of overall depth that the Saints do. And like to Jeff's point, unfortunately, the Giants are in a stuck situation where you they still have these old-school owners that are going to have their say and want, quote-unquote, their guys. It shouldn't be that way, but that's where they are, unfortunately. And all I, of those te- Like, all of those teams... Right, like all of them, the Giants with the Maras, the Steelers with the Roonies, mm-hmm. the Bears with the McCaskey family, or the the, the yes. group of people and whatever. Mm-hmm. All of those like old school ownership teams have never had the 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 coach also be the GM. They have always had a division of of labor there. Right. And by the way, uh, and so everybody knows, I, I've said this uh, before the season ended. It's almost a foregone conclusion Jim Harbaugh will be taking over an NFL team this year. I, I think he's leaving Michigan. I do believe After the it. After blowout he got, he should. Um, I, That's the biggest – that would be the biggest I, I, I know we've been talking about this, and you say it's the big. but I'm telling you right now, he is going to take a job this year. I'm telling that you. That would be a giant mistake. Well, the game has passed him by. I, I, think, it's, I think it's Chicago. I, I think that's where he's heading. So I'm just – I'm just letting he needs everybody to go to know. an old school place. I, I Ground and sound. That would be defense. the worst place to ever put Jim Harbaugh. That would be the number one place I would say he shouldn't go. Well, I would think the Jaguars would be a good place for him. Trevor Lawrence. Nope. Horrible. Where? Hor- Where? He should go back to Stanford. Go back to Stanford. They stink. Go back. <laughs> go back. Because. I'm talking at, about an NFL dude, team. It's just, it's first, of all, first of all, look at all the quarterbacks Jim Harbaugh has had. He destroyed Alex Smith. He ruined Colin Kaepernick, right? 
he he got transfers at Michigan like Shea Patterson from Old Miss who, uh-huh. who Shea Patterson at Old Miss threw for six thousand freaking yards. Mm-hmm. He threw for fifteen hundred under Jim Harbaugh. You look at uh, the, the game against Georgia when they had to pass, they were unable to. This former NFL quarterback knows nothing about playing quarterback, and I would keep him the furthest distance away from Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. I don't want a guy that doesn't know how to coach up quarterbacks destroying another. Stuck says, what if TJ joined JJ in the desert? I love Brian Kelly's new Cajun accent. He picked it up quick. And Carl says, please, no Harbaugh in Chicago. Mm. I think that's where he's completely correct. Name, Name a quarterback that's been any good anywhere Jim Harbaugh has been. I can name one. Andrew Luck. And it's such yeah. a, and it, yeah, and it's such an outlier. Andrew Luck has been the best player on every team since he's been in Pee Wee's. And unless you have Superman on your team, you can't coach a guy up. It's crazy. Andrew Luck retired the way he did. I mean, he'll uh, be back. No, he's not. Nah, he's been gone for three years. So, no. He's not coming I, back. I, he's still very young. He, four years from now, if he retired, came back, he'd still be what thirty four, thirty five. He's not coming back. He would have came back. The CTE thing scared him. No way. He's got to be. He's got to be like that age now because he spent four years at Stanford no. and he played five, six years in the league. He's got to be 28, 29 when he retired. If that's three years ago, he's like 31. Now. I think he's 31. That's where I think he is. Andrew Luck, I think is 31. If I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, well, he's 30. Well, I guess 35. Yeah. So you're, you're trusting a 35 year old quarterback who wouldn't have played football in, in five years. Yeah. 32. He's 32 years old. So he's 32. So he'd be 30. 36 when he's he came not back. back. He's not coming back. It's a shame because I, he was one of the top three quarterbacks in the league, but he couldn't, he couldn't stay out of injury. And he was worried with his back injury that he uh, had. The Colts and he failed him miserably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They didn't build the offensive dude, line. Quickly. Dude made over a hundred million dollars and he went to Stanford. Dude's smart enough to know to get out when the getting out was good. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. He did. He did the right thing. He he said he wants to be able to walk when his kids are, you know, grown ups. And he, he's the way he's playing. You remember? You he's remember gonna. He's, I'm gonna he's say what gonna I said years ago. I oh, we're gonna go back to this. We're gonna go back to this. Still, absolutely getting the whole. He's not going to the whole. He should. He's not. But I don't care if he's not. He but should. But that's but that's not the great. That's not the discussion. He needed Andrew Luck to be the only quarter. And by the way, Andrew Luck got better when he got away from Jim Harbaugh. Right. Name another quarterback that 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 excelled under Jim Harbaugh. You can't name one. It doesn't exist. I mean, Kaepernick had two good years under Harbaugh. That's what I said. You know, he's hold on. No, no. He split time with Alex Smith. And if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Well, he took a team to a Super Bowl. So they obviously Can you imagine Tyler. Just imagine this. How about they're going to take Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady out of the game because they got a package of plays for Jordan Love. Is that ever happening? No. Nope. No, you're no right. but and that's, I... and that's the Alex Smith, Colin, Copper, uh, Colin Kaepernick thing. That's what it is. You're not good enough to be a full-time dude, and the dude that is the full-time dude isn't good enough to be a full-time dude. Carl says, Harbaugh's Correct agent is drumming up all this hurt? talk, Errol. Remember, he took a pay cut this year. That's fine he's taking, he took a pay cut, but I'm telling you right now, I think he's heading to Chicago. I'm telling you right now. Don't mark my words. Jim Harbaugh will be coaching in the NFL this year, uh, next year. I'm telling you right now, he's on his way out from Michigan. No way he walks away from Michigan. I'm telling you. I, I'm just telling he just you. Had the, he just had the greatest season in 30 years for Michigan. There's no way he's walking away from that. I, I think he is. I, I think everything, 
happens for a reason. I think this is the year he walks away. And he did say that he's thinking about possibly moving back to the NFL. So, I mean, everything. No way it happens. I'm just telling you, don't, if it happens, don't say I didn't say anything. Because I think it and is. What are you going to say when it, it doesn't, doesn't happen? Been... It, no, I'll say I was wrong. That's what I say. Uh, okay. But I'm telling you, I think it's right. I think he's no going to. No way the, he's walking away from this. Chicago is he inter- just... He is going for an interview with Chicago. Okay. He hasn't. He hasn't interviewed in a spot forever. Even Miami. Remember Miami? was talking. He would not go in Why for an interview. Why the hell would you interview in Miami? Because what's his name again? The owner of Miami wants big superstars. And when he built that new stadium and all that other stuff, he wanted to bring Jim Harbaugh because he was a name. He didn't even go for the interview. He is actually I going. I He is actually going for this interview with Chicago. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not, I, I guarantee you they're not going to let him leave. I guarantee you, he will sign with the Chicago uh, Bears because he's going to have control. Not full control of the team, but he'll have say on who they want to bring. So Sean Payton can't get it, but Harbaugh gets it? What are you talking about, Sean Payton? So Wait, Sean but, Payton but can't get it, but John Harbaugh Sean Payton going, getting what? Control. Control what? I just listened to this guy tell me that Sean Payton can't get control from the Giants, but the Bears. No, no, the I, Mar- I, don't know the Gi- yeah, I don't know if the Giants. No, but they're very like minded. I think, they're old I think heads. there are. I think there are teams that would let him do that. The Maras will not. Because remember, the Saints were in that position but, no, too. But hold on, hold on. The Maras and the Bears and Giants are run pretty much similarly. Can we all agree on that? Yes. Defense, old ground and pound, old school. Yeah. Right. You. Okay. They haven't caught up with the times yet. Even all right. Great. Owners are alike. Huh. Even their owners are alike. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. So you're going to tell well, me the Giants won't do it, but the Bears will? That doesn't make sense to me. The Bears have been. The Bears are a different organization, just like with the Bears this year. Did anybody think the Bears were going to move up to 11 to get Justin Fields? They never do that. They never do that. When was the last time you? They moved up two spots to get uh, Trubisky. Trubisky. They didn't move up. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't John Lynch fleece them a few years ago uh, for Trubinsky? Exactly, but they only moved two spots. Made, yeah, nobody they said Ryan Pace that was, was smart. The worst, that was you're, like the worst you're, trade you're, in the franchise. Again, history. nobody said Ryan Pace was smart. Actually, actually, if Justin Fields doesn't turn out to be the quarterback that they think he is, that could be the worst trade. In- but you're, you're, pretend, you're pretending like they haven't made bold moves before like that. And while they not might not be like super always doing it in the draft – they made one of the boldest decisions in trading away all their draft picks for Khalil Mack. And, oh, yeah, they also gave up a shit ton to move up for Mitch Trubisky. So don't say they don't move up in the draft because they do. I, That's I what get, I just said. I, I just I've, said Mitch Trubisky. I said they, they don't move up ten spots in a draft for a player. And, and Khalil Mack panned to move out. Up one spot. Uh, they, they tr- yeah, and those picks turned out to be not big-time picks. They weren't top ten pick. That Chicago pick wasn't a top ten pick like it is for the Giants this year. That could be a top five pick. Okay? So, Jeff, what are you talking about? The Giants could get the fifth or the sixth pick from the Chicago Bears for Justin Fields moving picks, from 20 to 11. Those pick, it doesn't matter what those picks turn out to be. They traded three first-round picks. That's a haul to move up one spot. And none of those picks turned out to be anything. Okay? I, what are you I talking about? That. What are those picks turned out to be? What are those picks I wouldn't say that. I don't know, but the Niners have drafted very well recently. I wouldn't say that. No, I'm, I'm talking about the Chicago Bears. What have the Chicago Right, but that's those, who fleeced them. John the Lynch. I'm, talk, I'm talking about the Chicago Bears. Right. I'm not talking right. about they the 49ers. No, but right. the Bears. No, the Raiders were the ones that got the extra draft picks. The 49ers didn't get an extra first. The Raiders got Josh Jacobs with one of the picks. and uh, Oh, that turned out to be nothing. And, Josh and, Jacobs is better than anyone they got and that the, offense. The most nothing pick of all time, Damon Arnett. Nets was the other one. Well, 
Right, but Josh Jacobs is nothing. They turned out to be nothing. Um, well, hold on. Let, let's not go by what the sarcasm, Raiders could have done. sarcasm before you go too far, Tyler. I, I, I know it's sarcasm. You're moving up from 20 to 11, oh, and you gave up. up. You gave up a top, arguably a top 10 pick. If Justin Fields turns out to be nothing. By the way, did they get a third too? They got a first and a third? Mm -hmm. They got a first and a third. So, honestly, I think the Giants made out giving up that 11th pick this past year and getting the sixth pick or the seventh pick in the first round. Yeah, I was right. What? So, the Niners traded the second pick for the third pick. They got a third rounder and a fourth rounder. Yeah. A third rounder in 2018. Mm Mm-hmm. So Solomon Thomas was the pick directly related to that, right? Who is they should have taken Lattimore. garbage? They should have taken Lattimore. I remember right. that. Doesn't right. matter. Oh, that's Fred Warner was one okay. of those picks. Nice. Who is the, one of, if that's not the player. best linebacker great in football? Player. Great player. That's a great player. The Niners traded the Bears' third round pick to New Orleans for a 2018 what? second round pick. A receiver, Dante Pettis, maybe was that? No, it was Adrian Colbert. Okay. And uh, the Niners actually could have had Alvin Kamara. <laughs> you have to look at Fred Warner, Alvin Kamara. And look what the Giants could get, being that they're dra- sitting at six. I know this draft isn't oh, something right. that stands it doesn't out. Mean that, it doesn't mean that that's going right. to convey it, it, it could go down. You're absolutely right, but it could it could go down as the worst trade that the Bears ever made, trading but, for but Justin for Fields. Having, but having Justin Fields there is the biggest reason why not to take Harbaugh. I pose the question to you once again. Name me one quarterback John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh has made better. I, Name one. I understand what you're saying. But, again, Jim Harbaugh's a name, and Chicago obviously loves him because they're going to interview, and he's going to go there and interview for the position. Yeah, that's the same team that hired Mark Trustman. What do they know? You're, you're absolutely right. And, and Ryan Pace, who uh, – by the way, uh, is not a big Carl. Carl is not a big fan of, and he's. A I don't fan. think any Bears fan is a big fan of Ryan Pace. He should be. He should be fired too. Yeah, but uh, this Nugget team needs Jamal Murray back. I never said. Time. And by the way, Carl, I never said that Harbaugh will get control, but I I do believe he'll have say on the players that he wants if he takes the job. That's control. No, and if the no, Giants, no, that doesn't. No, it's not. He if Ryan Pace is going to have to go to Harbaugh and say, listen, that's control. I, I like. No, he's going to go. That's what you do. You work as a GM, just like Douglas and, uh, and Robert Sala. Before Douglas made the, the decided to, to to bring a player in, he goes to Robert Sala. I'm bringing this player in. Does this fit your scheme? Yes, it does. That doesn't make Robert Sala in control. There's a huge difference oh, between the GM consulting a coach and the GM listening to the coach. What you just described, what first of all, Joe Douglas shouldn't listen to Robert Sala about anything. First of all, Joe Douglas has already built a Super Bowl winning team. Robert Sala hasn't coached Super Bowl anything. winning. Super Bowl winning? It's not Super Bowl winning yet. The, what do you mean? The Eagles won a Super Bowl with Joe Douglas. Uh, all right. But okay. He, he, so he, he that, helped. He's, he helped. He helped. He was a huge piece. So he's already built a Super Bowl winning team, right? Okay. Robert Sala has been a defensive coordinator for a lot of good teams. He hasn't coached any good teams. So. Why would Joe Douglas and Robert Sala about anything? He, he would consult the, him. It's called about scheme. The, it's right. Scheme. That's consulting. What you're doing is Ryan Pace. Hey Harbaugh. Yeah, who do you want? Okay, no, I didn't. That's what you're I saying. did not say that. Ryan Pace is going to pick a player and he's going to ask Harbaugh, "Does he fit your scheme?" Yes, no, he, he does. Doesn't. So pick him. Yes, you, you have to. No, he con- doesn't. You have to reach out to the coach. You have to work as a team. If it won't work, the if the coach it has work. control, the, the the coach does not have that's full not control. No, it no, it doesn't. Not what that is. What are you talking about? That, that's not control because a GM no. goes and No, asks, I, I, that's, that's what control. I'm saying. That's, no, that's, that's consulting. That, that, but that's what, what I'm saying, saying is 
Harbaugh, you just said, was going to get control. No, if the GM I, I did him, not say that, Tyler. I just told you. He, Robert, if, if Ryan Pace is there. Didn't Ryan, you say 10 minutes ago that he was going to get control? The Bears weren't going to let him leave that I, building? I, I, yes, but that doesn't mean he has control. That's it. Play it back. He will. Go ahead, play it back. Play it I, back said, Speedy. I, I said play that Harbaugh, I said Harbaugh will have a consent of the players that they bring in. Yes, he does. Just like any coach. All, coach. What? All coaches have that. That's not true. Right, but there's also an extreme difference between the, That's not true. between the control where they go off the rails and well, the, then any just Any coach consulted. worth a damn. Sorry. Now, it was like when Chip Kelly was with the Eagles. He was good as a coach the first two years with mm. the Eagles. Then he started to say, oh, I want Sam Bradford to trade Nick Foles. I want DeMarco Murray to trade LaShawn McCoy when, when LaShawn McCoy was a top think, five running back. Do you think Jerry Jones is going to go to Mike McCarthy and say, Jerry I'm Jones just, is the owner. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying. He's the GM. But he's also, he's right. also basically the GM. He's the GM. You think Jerry Jones is going to go right. to Mike McCarthy and say, Wait, <laughs> I'm, I'm picking this when guy. When Jerry Jones work? walks into a room, you think he goes, I'm the general manager of the Cowboys or I'm, I'm saying, the owner Tyler, of the Cowboys? Tyler, that's not what that's I'm saying. You're, 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 you're making a, a GM. You're, I just gave you a and team. An owner you just said. not the same. Again, Jerry Jones is the GM of that organization. Yes, he's the acting GM. Yes. He is the GM. But he, he is, is not owner. going to go to Mike McCarthy and say, "Listen, does this guy fit your scheme?" He's going to tell you. He's going to take the best guy on the board that he thinks fits the team. Right, and that's, that's why it. the Cowboys haven't won jack and you know, shit. And you know how the Bears are already failing. This is how you know the Bears are already failing. They're talking about bringing in a coach when their GM is about to be fired, and they should be hiring a GM first and letting the GM hire the coach. It never works out. I can't name one time it's ever worked the only, out. The only time I remember recently is the 49ers, like he was saying. Shanahan got hired before Lynch. Yeah, but Shanahan was like, go get that dude so they would work together well and they're friends, and so that works. Okay. Every I'm just saying that's the only other time. You're right. It's the exception of the rule right now. It never works. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, the Giants or the Bears, whoever wins the race to the tel- – they're both getting fired. Gettleman's getting fired and Pace is getting fired. Whoever wins the race to the phone to call Lewis Riddick first yeah. is going to be better first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He needs a job, and whoever hires him is going to be better first. Because I, both of those GMs stink. And you're absolutely right. Lewis Riddick was one of the guys on my list, but I, I don't think it's Riddick. I heard it's somebody else that they really like, I, if I'm not mistaken. The, the name keeps popping up. It's not Riddick. It's not Paluzzi. It's somebody else. Carl says, no way Harbaugh gets any control. Ryan Place will say his GM. It sucks. You said control, but I get points being made. And then Bears haven't said anything. Media is saying all of this about Harbaugh. Well, they're, yeah, they're going to spread rumors about all these flashy college coaches are always going to get the NFL, I guess, rumors no matter what, especially since Harbaugh coached there. But, again, will he adjust to a more modern game? Their running games are always good at Michigan Kevin, and stuff like that. Kevin Abrams is the name. And the only team doing anything worth a damn to get any better, by the way, those two teams, is the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the only team doing anything right now to get any better. Well, they hung in a trip bulky, which I guess fans don't like, so I don't know about that. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but at least they're already interviewing uh, coaching candidates. The Raiders aren't even doing that. They have an interim guy, and they could have requested. Well, they're in a playoff hunt, so they're, I don't think they're trying to shy away from that right now. But the Raiders is the best job available. 
I, I think it's the best job available. I really do. That, but that doesn't matter. They're in a playoff hunt. It's no, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I think if it, 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 the Raiders right now, that Bronco job could be nice too. Uh, I, I think the Broncos have deficiencies. They right, have deficiencies. Th- th- I mean, there's a, there's another problem with the Broncos that you're, you're forgetting about too. Whether it could be a job, a good job or a bad job. Owner. You want to know? We don't know who the owner is. We, no one knows who the owner is. Yep. Uh, they're I, selling the team this offseason, and people yeah. are talking about who they're going to hire a coach. Get an owner first. That's I I agree with you, Jeff. I think going into the offseason, the the Vegas Raiders are the best job. It is the best job available. Do, you want to work with Mark Davis? Yeah, I think Mark Davis That's is a good guy. That's not the Broncos' job. That's not the Broncos' job. No, no, no. The Broncos don't have don't have an owner. I, I I like first of all everything I've read about Mark Davis and everything that I saw. I saw him on. Um, uh, the uh, what's his like um, the HBO thing? Um, oh, Hard Knocks. Oh no, no sports. That sports show. The the Gumble. Oh, the Gumble. Yeah, Gumble. The, the Gumble yeah. show. Real sports. Real sports. They did a whole thing on him, and, and, and he's not like his father at all. He's a goof. Joe, Joe. A lot of people. Everybody says uh, yeah, he is a goof. He's a goofy looking guy. But yeah, everybody, he's a goof. How can you be worth that much money and not get a decent haircut? You're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I'd say the, it's one of the ugliest haircuts. But everything that I've everything that I read about him, he is a great owner and he's a good person. And uh, a lot he's of people also broke. Well, a lot of these owners are broke too. So that's uh, not true. A lot of them are broke, Jeff. So they they could say that they're worth billions and billions of dollars. But let's be honest. A lot of these owners are not as as rich as you think they are. They have a lot of uh, what, what, real estate, but they don't have as much liquid. So it, it's different. What are you making face for? What? No, I, I, I'm trying to follow what you said. You lost me a little they bit. They have a lot of real estate, but they don't right. have as much liquid as people say they do. Okay. Carl, liquid answer your question next week. cash. No, I know. But it's just ridiculous. How can you hire a coach without knowing who the owner is going to be? Because yeah. I don't want to – like, Errol, I don't want to bring up hard feelings, and I don't want to turn this into, like, yeah. a shouting match and a hate match. Mm-hmm. But you saw this with Belichick, yeah. right? You saw he didn't want to work for anyone but Leon Hess. He liked Leon Hess yeah. because Leon Hess was getting rid of the team. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be there anymore yeah, because right. the owner because the owner affects the coach. Yep. So how are you going to hire a coach and then bring in a, a Woody Johnson? And I'm only saying that because that's the guy Belichick didn't want to work for. I'm yep. not saying he's a bad guy, right? Yep, you're right. And, and you're going to bring in someone in Denver that's like a Woody Johnson, and the coach is going to hate him. How's that going to be a good working relationship? Yep. You need an owner first. Absolutely, and, and and I agree with you, Jeff, and and that's why I say the best job available this off season for a coach, in my eyes, every every position that's opening, I'm telling you, the Vegas or uh, the Vegas Raiders with the talent that they have over there, the, even their defense played very well this year, and they're brought up. They have a great quarterback. They have if Jacobs can stay healthy, they have a great running game. Uh, they need to add a wide receiver or two. But oh, line time. Yeah, I would say they would need a wide receiver with a pretty good Uber account. <laughs> Probably right. Uh, but they have Waller there. They they That's have what happens later today. What? What happened? Speaking of Vegas, the Rangers are in Vegas. Okay. Take on the Golden Knights. Uh, Jeff, they might need a corner that with a good Uber account too. Now that Nate Hobbs has joined the list. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean it's Yeah, I mean the whole yeah. Let's let's get a cornerback that doesn't own firearms as well. That could help. Yeah. yeah. The fact is, Hobbs was actually playing well too, and just now, now it's gone. 
Well, I, I just... But uh, he'll be fine. He'll still play. It's just a DUI. Everybody no, I know, no. And he actually was playing well, not like Arnett. What, what I'm saying is, is is that if you look at the Vegas the Vegas Raiders, I think out of all the teams that are going to have availability for coaches, I think that is the best job available. And if I was a coach right now, that's the job I want. If if I can get that job, that's a good job. You get a wide receiver, you get a couple of linemen, and you're right there. You are right you'd, there, you'd, contender. You'd hate the one I would say, but... Who? I think Jacksonville's the best job. I don't. They, they got a pretty good receiving core, a good young quarterback. When both running backs come they back have no offensive year, line whatsoever. Right, but they're going to have a ton, of ta- uh, a ton of salary cap space and an owner that is not shy about spending money, which the Jacksonville Jaguars will do. So, And they're going to have another top pick. They could end up with Evan Neal, which could bolster <laughs> their offensive All right. line. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> so long. What, you, so well. You don't like Evan Neal? <laughs> what? What happened there? Nah, nah. No, nah. er- er- Errol's just, you know. Rusting in the new year. I'm, 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 rela- I'm, I'm relaxed. I, I'm, well, you're I'm relaxed, all right. I'm, I'm relaxing. But uh, <laughs> Jeff, we'll talk to you tomorrow, man. Sure. Jeff from Tampa. He gives you good information. He really does. Yeah. I always, I always like when Jeff calls, especially when we're talking football, because he knows what he's talking about. But I think out of all the teams, there, what teams are going to have available for coach? Right, Minnesota possibly yes. could. Uh, we're yeah, still Carolina's a fringe rebuild. Carolina. Carolina's is a fringe. A, we don't know uh, yet. Yeah, he, they're, they're a quarterback away from being a really good destination. But I, the problem I, is, I think they have a lot of deficiencies. I, I really do. And they the can't. Defense is set. The running back set. All you need is a quarterback. Their defense hasn't looked good in the their second defense half. has been good yeah, against the run, but they need some secondary help. Their so. second in the Stephon second half. Gilmore has been the best corner in football since he went there. That, that's fine. And J.C. Horn will be back next year. Okay, we'll see how they work together. And Jeremy Chin's fantastic. And isn't Gilmore, Gilmore's a free agent this year? No, no, he's on a big deal. He's on a big deal. Oh, they but again, they have to. They have. They need. Maybe they need a coordinator. Then they need a different coordinator. They need well, something. They fired to, their no. defensive. No, they didn't. Matt no, they didn't. Needs to be fired. They, 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 they didn't fire the defensive wrong. coordinator. And offensive line, they need. They probably. They probably need a, a, a second. Who running else? Back. What to other teams? Because we have a very little bit of time. So it's it's Broncos, Raiders, and the AFC West. Uh, South probably nothing. Pittsburgh. Uh, you think Tomlin's gonna be gone? I think Tomlin's gonna walk. I don't think he's gonna get fired. I think he's gonna walk. Okay. Because uh, the rumor nice... was. The Red. GM, Big Ben, and Tomlin were leaving together. Yeah, that's probably it for the AFC then. NFC, there's Seattle, which could be open. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably it for the West. Uh, South, we said the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm telling you, Minnesota, I think Sean yeah, Payton's going to be interested in leaving. And NFC East, Giants, hopefully, but uh, who knows with that. Uh, maybe Washington, but I doubt it. No, Ron Rivera, no, no way. If fired. Ron Rivera gets fired, I want him for the Giants. Too. No, I know that. I'm just saying it's Dan Snyder. Let's not put it anything They're not this. firing Ron Rivera. Riverboat Ron's a hell of a coach. I, I agree. I'm just saying it's it's Washington. Out of all those... You know who else I'd be interested in taking a look at since we're talking about the Washington Commanders? That's right. I know that's their name. But the command. I think the command. I like Taylor Heinke. I would like to see what Taylor Heinke can do. I like the kid. For for what the Giants? quarterback for the Giants? He's better than Daniel Jones by how we much? Don't, we don't Not know. by much. <laughs> we don't we don't know what Daniel Jones is because the Giants haven't given him any players to actually work with. Oh, and the Redskins right. have a boatload it's, of talent. It, over there. It's not by much. It's Terry McLaurin, and that's it. Yeah, and than, Antonio yeah, Gibson it's better than any wide receiver the Giants have. Let me tell well, you, Terry McLaurin's a top five receiver in football. I just, that's I just, not saying much. I, I just, I just told you that that he's, one player. He's a lot better than anyone that we've seen I play just, in uh, ten weeks. I, I. 
I just said that. That's right. If 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 Daniel Jones actually played with a guy like McLaurin, you're 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 in good position right there. You got a guy that can actually create space, something that the Giants haven't had since Odell Beckham. So well, we should have never traded Odell Beckham Jr., but that's not here nor there. No, I don't think he's the same player anyway. So it well, doesn't, doesn't matter. We don't pretty, have him at all. He was pretty clutch this week. He was humongously clutch this week. But um, caught more touchdowns than the Giants could score in three weeks. I, I will say this. Uh, the Vegas Raiders are, I believe, is the best destination right now out of all the teams that you said. You know I, who the best player for the Giants has been this year? Hmm. Fucking be- Graham Gano. I was going to say Andrew Thomas, but that works too. No, all right, fine. Uh, Carl says, why did Tyler's voice crack down when he said Tyler Heineke? And Taylor must, Heineke? Must be the first name connection. No, I, I, I didn't even realize I did it. Taylor Heineke? Oh, I did it again. No, I think he thought you said Tyler Heineke instead of Taylor No, Heineke. no, I thought I said Taylor I thought you did, too. I didn't hear that. Either. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, I'd the like Jets to think... win a game next year? Who? What? The Jets. Which I don't think the Jets win a game. Oh, I... more, matter of fact, do you, you think, don't the, think Jets... the Jets are going to win a game next year? Do you year? think the Jets oh will God. win more games next year? Oh, yeah. Or the Islanders get points the rest of the season? I think the Jets are going to be a lot better next year with the team that they have. And right. they, they're, gonna be, they're bringing in a lot of draft picks. And they have a lot of money to spend. So, yes, I, I think they're going to bring didn't in. Didn't you say this last year? No, I didn't. I thought the Jets were going to be a support team. They had a lot... no, no, I... no, not about success. I thought you said that they had a lot of money to spend this last year. They did, but they didn't spend all the money. They they waited. They didn't spend all that None money. None of their contracts were egregiously big. No, and he doesn't do that. Uh, no, the he Je- doesn't. The, the Jets are going to bring in some free agents. And uh, I, I think with the draft stock that they have, I, yeah, I, I think the Jets are going to be a, definitely a con- <sighs> Competitive team next year. They didn't have Carl Lawson in their defense. Um, if I'm I, you guys, I trade up for that kid. From my Michigan. ceiling for the yep, and uh, Carl's right. My ceiling was eight and nine for the best with the Jets, and mm-hmm. and and my in, in the low part, I thought the Jets were a three or four team, four win team, and that's where they're at. So, and they had a rookie quarterback playing in a very hard offense to understand with a rookie coach and a rookie offensive coordinator. They're going to be a lot better next year, and they're going to have the Carl Lawson. Sucks. I I I. I Make the difference if you look at what their di- offense has been the last two or three weeks. Mark Carter's been, been a stud, but other than that, Matt Laf- Mike Lafleur sucks. Uh, we'll see. Even I, actually, his brother ain't that great either. Uh, I I I beg to differ. I think he's been a lot better in the last three weeks. So we'll see. But I I think I I think the Jets are going to be a lot better next year, and they're they're, they're the youngest team in football. So, and they're going to get any even younger with the talent that they're going to be bringing <sighs> in this year. So. And Carl Lawson will be back. They're going to add another pass rusher in the draft. They're, hope so. they're positioned very, very well to succeed next year. I don't think they're a Super Bowl. They a, that's a tough division. Next year, next year, I think they're a, a borderline playoff team. That's they, a tough division. They, yeah, but you can make the playoffs nine and seven. I. Uh, but that's not, a tough not, or ten and ten and eight. Or You've whatever. got six hard games to start. Right, that's fine. But I think the Jets could be. They they can win. You know this. What division does the AFC East have next year? The North, mm-hmm. and they have the NFC, which North is, by the well. way, not as good as both you think. North, it is. Both North, both North, and then no, it's, it's whatever. Not. It's Green Bay. Well, I'm, Green Bay might suck next year. Well, it de- yeah, it depends also what the extra Green Bay game, will suck because he's extra, not going to be back there. <laughs> it depends on what the extra game tiebreakers will be. This year, it was all uh, East played 
East played East. But the AFC North is rough too. So according to that pattern, That's what I'm thinking hard games for the Jets. What I'm start. what I'm thinking is if it's if it's based on the normal interconference schedule pattern, they would get an extra NFC West team too, which that could also be hard. Okay. That's the, the fact hard the fact the is uh, we gotta go. Uh, the fact is is that if you really look at where the the Jets are, I think they're going to be in a better position to succeed next year. I don't know what their record is. I got to see what they do in the right, offseason. Right, 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 right. I got to see what they do in the offseason. But ah, five and eleven. No, uh, five and twelve. What are you talking about? Five and twelve, six and eleven. What next year? Yeah, I think they're going to be better than that. I, Giants will be three and fourteen. I, I think probably. I, I think the Jets are going to be One better than that. Sixteen. I, I think. Uh, I think the Jets are going to be a lot better next year. I, I do. But we'll better hope so. I think they are. And I, I think they're going to have a lot. A mazel tov. The Islanders actually know how to score uh, goals now. Well, Shalom. But I, I think that, that break in actually getting healthy does, definitely does work. Oh, yeah. uh, anyways, uh, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, this is Errol Marks, Tyler, a.k.a. I Need a Beer, Harrison, and Speedy Drizzle Petey saying goodnight. We'll talk to you later. Good night. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.